about white supremacists. Man, don't disrespect my child. This is my child. I don't sell crack. I'm a prostitute.
All right, welcome to the show. I am the Hard Bastard, and uh, we're going to go over. It's just been uploaded to Twitter. We're going to cover first the interview uh, that Tucker Carlson has done with Donald Trump, uh, because fuck the RNC, they can suck a dick. With that said, after the interview, uh, we will cover the battle for second place debate happening. And it's going to be interesting because Fox is apparently threatening to be very litigious and uh, people might get banned from covering it. Also, Rumble has the exclusive online rights to it. So are they going to allow people to cover it live? This is going to be very interesting. But first, let's get into this interview. Let me uh, start here just one second. Make sure. Okay, audio's on. Okay, here we go. Donald Trump being interviewed by Tucker Carlson. It's debate night, but we're not in Milwaukee. <laughs> That's a good intro. That's a great intro. Mr. President, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Why aren't you at the Fox News debate tonight in Milwaukee? Well, you know, a lot of people have been asking me that, and many people said you shouldn't do them, but you see the polls have come out, and I'm leading by 50 and 60 points. And, you know, some of them are at one and zero and uh, two. And I'm saying, do I sit there for an hour or two hours, whatever it's going to be, and uh, get harassed by people that shouldn't even be running for president? Should I be doing that? Uh, and a network that isn't particularly friendly to me, frankly. You know, they, uh, they were back in Ronda Sanctimonious like crazy, and now they've given up on him. I mean, he's, it's a lost cause. It's reminded me very much of 2016. You know, in 2016, I went through the same stuff and had to fight them all the way, and then they became very friendly after I won, or just about when I was winning. But I just felt it would be uh, more appropriate not to do the debate. I don't think it's uh, right to do it. Uh, if you're leading by 50, 60, I have one poll, I'm leading by 70 points, and I'm saying, why am I doing it? And I'm going to have eight people, 10 people, whoever made the debate, I don't know how many it is, but I'm going to have all these people screaming at me, shouting questions at me, all of which I love answering, I love doing, but it doesn't make sense to do them. So uh, I've taken a pass, as it's, you probably noticed. Oh, I, I did. <laughs> I'm grateful that you did. Um, it's interesting, though, because you spent a lot of your career in television. Yeah. You would a top show in television on NBC, um, but you don't feel the need now running for president to do television. Obviously, do you think television is declining? Well, according to a poll that I guess we just saw, it just came out where it's down like 30, 35 percent. But I think they were talking referring to cable. I think cable's down because it's lost credibility. MSNBC, or as they say, MSDNC, is so bad. It's so wrong what they write and what they do and what they say. It's, you know, it's fake news, as I said. I think I came up with that term. I hope I did, because it's a good one. It's not tough enough anymore. It's corrupt news. You know, really what you do is call corrupt news, but somehow that doesn't play as nicely. But uh, it is corrupt news. So you have uh, MSNBC and you have CNN, who's absolutely doing no ratings at all. I mean, they're dead. But they're doing none because they don't have credibility. They really don't have credibility. Fox is way down, as you know. And uh, the good old days are, are long ago. I will say this. Uh, it could come back, but they, have, they just don't have a lot of credibility. Tucker, you know that perhaps better than anybody. I think it was a terrible move getting rid of you. You were number one on television, and all of a sudden you're we're doing this interview, but we'll get bigger ratings using this crazy forum that you're using than probably uh, probably the debate or competition. When you, when you say there are people on stage who shouldn't be running for president, who do you mean? 
Well, I don't want to really use names, but it wouldn't matter too much. A guy like, uh, I call him Ada Hutchinson. It's Asa, but I call him Ada. Uh, Why do you I call him Ada? Know, I, you know, I could tell you, but I don't want to get myself in a little trouble. <laughs> but he's weak and pathetic, and he was, uh, I never understood the guy, I never knew him. He was the governor of Arkansas. I did not a very popular guy. I don't know how he, but that state is such a great state. The people are so incredible yes. in that state. And they love me and I love them. How does this guy get elected governor of Arkansas? But he's nasty always and uh, has been. Uh, a guy like Chris Christie, the guy left with a 8%, think of it, 8% approval rating in New Jersey. Now he's running for president. And he runs solely on the basis, oh, let's get Trump. Let's, he's like a savage uh, uh, maniac. He's like a lunatic. And that's all he talks about. His poll numbers are very, very low. He's about 2%. What's he like? You know him well. No, I've, had, I've been friendly with him over the years, but I couldn't give him a, a job because I just never trusted him very much. Uh, I was just never one of his people that really trusted him. I never gave him the job. And that's one of the reasons he feels so hurt and so betrayed. And I understand that. I really do. I understand it. But I never gave him. You know, he wanted to be different things. He was looking at different... Uh, elements of the administration and we decided uh, i decided just i didn't want to i didn't want to do it and now i'm glad i did because you see but you know we had some some great people i had great people we'll have even better people if we do this because now i know washington before i didn't know washington but guys like bill barr were terrible i mean they were i would say bushies uh i say that with respect to the bush family but they were bushies and uh, just it doesn't work out for us. We it was clear. This is kind of far afield, but it was just interesting. I read Barr's account of his time. He wrote a book about it. Right. Uh, his autobiography. And in it, he lies about Jeffrey Epstein's death. Clearly lies. Do you, do you think Epstein killed himself sincerely? Great question. I don't know. I, I will say that, you know, he was a fixture in Palm Beach. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what Barr said about it either. I have no idea what he said. What did he say? He killed himself, probably? He said he killed way. himself and that they were going to do this investigation. They never did the investigation. It's never been yeah. public. Well, and did. they hid it. And, like, why are they doing that? He and clearly do Barr knew. But why would Bill Barr be covering up the death of Jeffrey Epstein? Uh, Bill Barr didn't do an investigation on the election fraud either, okay? He said he did, and he pretended he did, but he didn't. Uh, uh, McSwain, the U.S. attorney in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, uh, said Barr, Barr just wouldn't let him do it. It was crazy. Barr became so petrified, so frightened of being impeached. They were going to impeach him. I don't know if you remember it. Yeah. It's not a big moment in history. <laughs> but they said, we're going to impeach. You know, they play a much rougher game, the left, the lunatics. And they were going to impeach Bill Barr. And he was petrified. Now, how do you not get impeached? Don't do any of this stuff. But he didn't do the job there. Uh, I don't know what he did with Epstein, but possibly he did Do didn't you think do it's that. possible that Epstein was killed? Oh, sure. His... It's possible. I, I mean, I don't really believe it. I think he probably uh, committed suicide. He had a life with, you know, beautiful homes and beautiful everything. And he, uh, all of a sudden, he's incarcerated and not doing very well. I would say that he did. But there are those people. There are many people. I think you're one of them, right? But a lot of people think that he... Uh, he was killed. He knew a lot on a lot of people. He was killed. You I think, think so? I think the more, the closer you look, I'm not a conspiracy person at all. I believe everything I hear. Uh, but yeah, the, the closer you look into it, I mean, the Attorney General of the United States, your Attorney General, yeah. clearly lied about the Epstein death. Yeah, and he was, why? he was, uh, certainly it wasn't well done. They had no cameras, they had no 
anything. Everybody was sleeping. And, you know, there, the, a case could be made. Look, I'm not going to get involved in it. But I can tell you, a case could be made either way. But uh, it certainly wasn't the most well-run place. So, so the reason I'm asking you is I'm looking at the trajectory since 2015 when you got into politics, yeah. you know, for real, and then won. Uh, there, it started with protests against you, massive protests, right. organized protests by the left, and then it moved to impeachment twice, right. and now indictment. I mean, the next stage is, is violence. Is, are you worried that they're going to try and kill you? Why wouldn't they try and kill you, honestly? Great question. Uh, they're savage animals. They are people that are sick, really sick. You have great people in the Democrat party. You have great people that are Democrats. Most yeah. of the people in our country are fantastic, and I'm representing everybody. I'm not just Republicans or conservatives. Right. I represent everybody. I'm the president of everybody. But I've seen what they do. I've seen the lengths that they go to. When they make up the Russia, 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 when that's exposed and they go down and Barr should have gone after them and other people should have gone after And they did very late because the Durham report came out. It was fairly good. It could have been a lot tougher, I guess, but it was fairly good. But it explained how corrupt it was. Uh, I'll tell you who did a great job was the Inspector General Horowitz. He did a phenomenal report. You didn't have to go to Durham. He did it on Comey and on, I guess, McCabe and some others. And it was a vicious, hard, it was basically a true report, how bad they are. But these people are sick people. These are people that uh, I think they hate our country. You want to know the truth. When you see open borders, when you see these policies that they have, and so many other things, it's so sad to see. You know, we have a country that's very fragile right now. I've never seen, I, I will say, look, uh, I ran in 16, which was 15, but I ran in 16, election in 16, and there was tremendous spirit. Uh, in 20, there was even more spirit. We got many millions of, we got millions and millions more votes. You know, it wasn't even a contest. People said, well, what do you think of 20? I said, we did much better. We did. You got to base it on the number of votes. We got many more votes in 20 than we did in 16. But the election was rigged. It was a rigged election. But, and with COVID, they use COVID to cheat in a lot of different things. And we have so much on it. It's like so easy. We had judges that didn't want to look. We had people didn't want to get involved. They called you, he's a conspiracy theorist if you say anything about the election. But I have never seen spirit like there is right now. Even coming down here, just the people on the road that are just absolutely going crazy. And the reason is, I think they like me and I, I know they love my policies. I hope they like me too. You know, a lot of people say they don't like me, but they like my I think they like me. But... I have never seen spirit like it is right now. And the reason is because crooked Joe Biden is so bad. He's the worst president in the history of our country. I don't think he's going to make it to the gate, but, you know, you never know. But he's a corrupt person, so corrupt that I took the name off Hillary. You know, I don't do two people at one time. I took the crooked Hillary and I made it. I retired the name. That was a good day for her. I bet she was very happy. And I used it for Joe because it's crooked Joe. But Joe is really... But you don't think he's going to make it to November of 24? Well, I, I think he's worse uh, mentally than he is physically. And physically, he's not exactly uh, a triathlete <laughs> or any kind of an athlete. You look at him, he can't walk to the helicopter. He, he walks. He can't lift his feet out of the grass. You know, it's only two inches at the White House, right? That's not a lot. But you watch him, and it looks like he's walking on toothpicks. So, and then you see him in the beach where he can't lift a chair. You know, those chairs are meant to be light, right? They're like two ounces. Yeah. You lift them up. 
He can't lift the chair. He can't walk to the chair. And I, I don't know what they're doing with the beach. You know, this beach is seeming to play a big role, but they love pictures of him on the beach. I think he looks terrible on the beach. He looks terrible on the Skinny beach. Skinny legs. Well, he can't walk through the sand. You know, sand yeah. is not that easy to walk through, but when he walks through it, he can't walk through the sand. And there's somebody in there that thinks he looks fabulous at the beach. I think he looks horrible at the beach. Plus, the beach doesn't represent what a president's supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be working. You're supposed to be getting us out of that horrible, horrible war that we're very much involved in with Russia and Ukraine. You could do that. You could do that very easily. I believe you could do that very... I don't believe he could do it because he's just incompetent. But that's a war that should end immediately, not because of one side or the other, because hundreds of thousands of people are being killed. Can you imagine you're in an apartment house and rockets are going into that building and blowing it up and knocking it down? And who, who can, why, why should anything, why should anybody, human beings, is a human, whether they're Russian or Ukrainian or whatever they are, it's gotta be stopped and it can be stopped very easily. It would have never started. If I were president, it would have never started. So back to Biden, I'm interested. So you think he's failing. He obviously is failing. I think it's clear to everybody. But that would make Kamala Harris the candidate? Well, not really. I mean, I guess they'd have uh, maybe a free-for-all. A lot of people say she has to remain for certain reasons, the candidate. She has to. I don't think that's true, actually. I don't think that other people would stand for it. Uh, she has some bad moments. Her moments are almost as bad as his. I think his are worse, actually. Yeah. But she seems pretty senile, too. She speaks in, uh, in rhyme. In, uh, it's weird. It's weird. But she has bad moments. And in rhyme? What do you... Well, the way she talks, the bus will go here, and then the bus will go there, because that's what buses do. And it's weird. The whole thing is weird. This is not a president of the United States future. And uh, I think they probably have some kind of a primary, and oh other God. people will get involved. Oh, I'm Newsom, right? I could mean, that's... be, could be. I mean, you know, I always got along well with him, believe it or not. But could be him, could be somebody else. He's got a big, a big load on his shoulders because you look at California, what's happened. But I don't know if the American people really, the people that vote for him, I don't even know if they care. You know, you look at so many of the things that are going on and people don't seem to be, in the old days, if you had a bad record, it meant a lot. Today, if you have a oh, bad yeah. record, it doesn't really mean anything. You know, he looks good. He's a nice looking guy, speaks well. But Biden, every time you watch him talking, it's like he's walking on eggs. You're waiting for him to collapse. And he almost always does. And I got to know the leaders of all of the countries, essentially, but the big ones. And the bigger, the tougher the leader. You know, it's like sort yeah. of, I guess maybe that's the way it's supposed to be. But I got to know President Xi of China and Putin and Kim Jong-un, North Korea. Did a great job with North Korea. Kept us out of a nuclear war. We would have 40,000 dead soldiers right now. They'd drop a nuke right on top of the military base. But we have 40,000 soldiers over there. And I did great. I got along with him great. It's a good, that's a positive. You know, the press said, he said nice things about Kim Jong-un. I also said horrible things at the beginning. Horrible enough that he wanted to talk. And we talked and we met in Singapore. We met actually twice. And we had uh, unbelievable meetings. I know him very well. We were in great shape with him. Uh, the, well, what do you think he and Xi and Putin think of Biden? I think they can't believe it. I think they probably say this is some kind of a system. You know, they had great respect for our country. They respected me. They had great respect for our country when I was there. Every one of them. Look. 
if you go to if you go to North Korea, you take a look at what happened. You know, the Olympics was dead. South Korea spent billions on the Olympics. Nobody was going to go. They didn't want to get blown up. They called me and they said, we are going to let the Olympics proceed. This is North Korea. I said, you should go into the Olympics. Put your athletes in. It wasn't like, you know, they were big on athletes because, you know. Famine. But they went in and they actually participated. And within about two days, the entire thing was sold out. And if it wasn't me, that would have never happened. But I got along very well with him, and that's a positive thing. He, he does have massive nuclear power, by the way. And if Hillary would have gotten in, or if the Obama thought process continued, it would have been a nuclear war absolutely with North Korea. He was, he was expecting to go into a war, and it would have been a nuclear war. What, so do you think the rest of the world looks on at Biden and thinks someone else has got to be running the government? Well, somebody else has to be. Uh, I don't think he's capable of doing no. anything. Look, when I debated him, I said, how come, and this was in front of, probably not a friend of yours, Chris Wallace, he was the moderator. Not a friend. I said, why did, why is it, he wants to be Mike, but he doesn't have the talent. It's one it's of those- a bitchy little, little man. He wanted to be his father, but he didn't have the talent of his, his father. Was his father. A little fussy man. His father interviewed me in 60 Minutes. It was actually a 10, can you believe it? I may his father got, had talent, at no, least. I may have been the only guy that he gave a good 60 minutes to. He was rough. Really? His father was tough. He was great, though. He was great at what he did. But uh, Chris Wallace was so upset. He was guarding this guy, who wouldn't do a show, by the way. You know, he wouldn't do I figured I didn't mind Chris Wallace because uh, he wouldn't do, Biden wouldn't do a show. And it was very obvious. You know, he kept asking him and asking, but he wouldn't do the show. So I figured he's got to like me. But he came from a different planet. But remember when I asked the question, why is it that the mayor of Moscow's wife is allowed to give you three and a half million dollars? Don't forget, that was brought up now, it's brought up all the time, but that was brought up by me long before anyone ever heard of it. I said, the mayor of Moscow's wife giving you three and a half million dollars. What did you do to deserve three and a half million dollars to Biden? And Chris Wallace said, this doesn't, uh, this has nothing to do with the debate. <laughs> I mean, he fought. He got in the way of the question. No, he, well, it was, it was crazy. And I said, well, wait a minute. He got three and a half million from the mayor of Moscow's wife. Now, people forget that, but if you go back and take a look, you will see. And Chris Wallace didn't want me to ask that question. I said, I think it's a very appropriate question. It turned out to be much more appropriate than people thought. Amazing. Um, so, do, do you have a preference in assuming you're the Republican nominee and all goes as you plan it to go? Do you have a preference in who you run against? Uh, in many ways, I'd love to run against him because his record's so bad. You know, it's still horrible when you look at inflation and everything else, but others also have very bad records. I mean, California's a bad record, so, you know, should it be Gavin or should it be somebody else? When I look at San Francisco, what's happened to that incredible city? That was one of the greatest cities in the world just a short while ago, and now it's very sad when you look at it, Los Angeles. Every city, practically, uh, all the Democrat-run cities. You know, Republican-run cities are doing very nicely because they arrest people when you have crimes. And they don't go after political candidates because they think it's good, you know? I mean, it's, like, been amazing. My poll numbers are the highest I've ever had. But because people understand it. Well, you know, so wait, so that, can I just ask you, that yes. gets back to my original question. So if the protest didn't work, you got elected anyway. Yeah. Impeachment didn't work twice, obviously. Um, indictment is not working. 
your poll numbers go up when they raided Mar-a-Lago in August yeah. of last year, your numbers went up. Um, they can indict you 20 times and it's not gonna, you're not gonna lose the Republican primary because of that. Well, so it like makes it look even more ridiculous. I mean, the four indictments and maybe there'll be more, I don't know, these people are crazy. But they're counterproductive. So if you chart it out, it's an escalation yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah. So what's next after, you know, try to put you in prison for the rest of your life, that's not working. So like, don't they have to kill you now? I, th I think the people of our country uh, don't get enough credit for how smart they are. And I, I'm not sure I would have said this 10 years ago, but they get it, you know? They yeah. really get it. When somebody gets indicted, your poll numbers go down. When somebody gets indicted, you announce, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be leaving to spend time with my family and to fight for the rest of my life on this stuff. But you're out of politics. I got indicted four times. All trivia, nonsense, bullshit. It's all bullshit. It's horrible when you look and, and you look at what they're doing. Uh, the boxes hoax, I'm covered by the Presidential Records Act. I'm allowed to do exactly that. He's not covered and he's got 25 times the number of boxes. And he's got them stored in Chinatown. He's got them stored in a flimsy garage underneath his Corvette. Uh, at Penn, and by the way, at Penn, he gets millions of dollars. China pays this guy millions of dollars. See, I think he's the most corrupt president we've ever had. And he also has the distinction of being the most incompetent. And I believe both. I mean, he's both incompetent and corrupt. So and I, I actually believe he's compromised because China knows so much about him. They know where the money comes from. They know where it is, who paid it, and they probably paid it. Well, they do pay Penn, and he gets a you know, a million dollars. I think it takes $999,000 because, you know, keeps it a little bit under a million, like by a dollar. But he, in many ways, is a Manchurian candidate. We have a Manchurian candidate, and he's afraid to tell Russia to get out of Cuba. He's afraid to tell China to get out of Cuba. He's afraid. China now is building, think of this, China's building military installations in Cuba. The Cuban population of Miami is not too happy because they're never going to be able to go back. And you don't even hear about it. And the worst culprit is the press, the media, because uh, normally, you know, when I first heard that, I, that China's building installations in Cuba, and installations means military installations, okay. You know, they said just some communication. They did that on the islands with Japan. They took the island, they started this massive construction. And they told everybody, including the Japanese, the Japanese have to be very careful. They told everybody that this is a housing development. They're going to build a housing development. And I said, how come the runway is 20,000 feet long? You know, private jets need 4,000 feet. They don't need 20,000 feet. The big ones need 20,000 feet. They don't even need 20. And I looked at the runway. I said, that's the largest runway ever built, both in width and length. For housing development, there's nobody that has a plane that big <laughs> that uh, that you would have a runway that that's uh, that's why that's is China testing. allowed to conduct imperialism in our hemisphere? Well, yeah, and it's far beyond Cuba. It's all over South America. Yeah, and the Caribbean. So we built a thing called the Panama Canal. We lost thirty-five thousand people to the mosquito, you know, malaria. Yeah, we lost thirty-five thousand people building. We lost thirty-five thousand people because of the mosquito. Vicious. They had to build under nets. It was one of the true great wonders of the world. As he said, one of the nine wonders of the world. No, no, it was one of the seven. It was, happened a little while ago, you know. He says nine wonders of the world. You could make nine wonders. He would have been better off if he stuck with the nine and just said, yeah, I think it's nine. But this is one of the true 
Seven Wonders of the World. And you take a look at the Panama Canal, it was such, such an incredible engineering marvel. We sold it under Jimmy Carter. We sold it to Panama for $1. The following day, they quadrupled the amount of money that ships had to pay to get across. They didn't lose one ship. And now they've made it much bigger, and now they've widened it. They've doubled it, right? They've more than doubled it. And it's one of the most profitable things any time. It, it's, it's just incredible, right? We gave it away for $1. China now controls it. They actually control the Panama Canal. They run it. They control it. And we shouldn't let that happen. And we can't let China be in Cuba. And they'll get out. If I'm president, they'll get out. Because I had a very good relationship with President Xi, but he respected this country. He respected me. And he'll get out. And we can't let them run the Panama Canal. We built the Panama Canal. Should have never been given to Panama. We should have had it. But we gave it for one dollar. Think of it. They quadrupled. In one day, they lifted the fees, which are, you know, pretty big for these massive ships to go through, right? Rather than going around the Cape and all the tremendous storms, such beauty, such, you know, when you it's beautiful stuff. But you didn't want to get caught in those storms. Those were storms that wiped out the biggest ships. And we go through the Panama Canal, we built it, and we gave it away for $1. Think of that, how stupid are we? We have done the stupidest things in this country. Uh, and now we have a president that can't put two sentences together can't speak, can't walk, can't talk. I don't think he gets to the starting gate, but these people do miracles. I mean, he, he ran out of his basement, and you got away with that one because of COVID, so he sort of got away with it. They cheated on the election. But you have people that are very smart, but they're fascists, and they're radical left lunatics, and they're destroying our country with the all-electric cars and the windmills all over the place, which, by the way, don't work, and they're all, most of them, made in China. For the most part, they're made in China. Germany, a little bit, but China. But you look at what's happening to our country, even no voter ID. I mean, why don't they want voter ID? There's only one reason they don't want voter ID, because they want to cheat. I mean, this, who doesn't want, you know, the Democrat convention, the last one, they had voter ID that was this big. It looked like a prison card, this big on their chest. You walked in, they had your picture, your this, your fingerprint. They had everything, the most incredible voter ID I've ever seen. That was to get into the Democrat National Convention. But to get into vote, if you buy Groceries, if you buy any, practically anything now, you have ID on a card, credit cards or otherwise. And but that, don't you think it's racist to have to show your ID? Well, they probably say that. They, they use anything not to show ID because voter ID is pretty simple. And we could go back and we should go back to all paper ballots, voter ID, same day voting. You know, France did it. France had uh, mail-in ballots and it was terrible. Anytime you have mail-in ballots, you're going to have massive cheating on your elections, anytime, not just the presidential election. Anytime you have Isn't it. that the whole point of them? So yeah. You can cheat? Oh, yeah, sure. It's their whole point. That's their whole point. They want to cheat. Yeah. They have to cheat because their policies are so bad that if they didn't cheat, they couldn't get elected. Who wants open borders? Who wants high taxes? Who wants high interest rates? Who wants to not be able to use a gas stove or have to drive an electric car, which, you know, you have a four-hour drive, but the car only goes an hour and a half, so you have to charge it? <laughs> The happiest moment for somebody in an electric car is the first 10 minutes. In other words, you get it charged, and now for 10 minutes. The unhappiest part is the next hour, because you're petrified that you're not going to be fine to another charger. People, <laughs> I'm saying if people, I'm not knocking electric cars, they're fine. They're fine. 
But if people want to buy a gasoline car or hybrid, hybrids are pretty good, actually. But they should be allowed to buy. They don't want to do any of this. So right now, California's in a big brownout because their grid is a disaster. The grid all over the country is sort of a disaster, but the grid in California. And yet, they want to have, in a very short period of time, millions and millions of cars going off that grid, essentially. Uh, it doesn't work. So plug your car into a grid that's failing. You should be able to buy an electric car. You know, electric cars could be fine if you drive short distances and you want to have, you know, whatever, and you have plug-ins everywhere you go. They could be fine. But you got to have gasoline cars. You got to have everything. Let people buy everything. Now there's the new thing is your uh, heating systems in the house. They don't want you to have a modern day heating system. They want you to use a heating system that will cost you at least ten thousand dollars to buy and won't work very well. You know, none of the stuff works as well. One of the things I did with EPA is uh, you have states, many, many states, most of the states have so much water. You know, it comes out of heaven, right? The water pours down and you have it. It's there. It's got to go wherever it goes, into the oceans, whatever. It's not like a big problem. Now, in some states, they have a problem. You know, you have some desert areas and all, and for that, it's okay. But they have uh, sinks where no water comes out. You turn it on, no water comes out. No water comes out of the shower. No water is allowed to go into the washing machine for your dishes or for your clothing or what. And I avoided all of that. Wait, they have sinks where no water comes sure, out? Sure, you have restrictors. When I say no water, very little water, you want to wash your hands, right? Yeah. And you t you've seen this. And you turn on the sink and it's very little. Uh, or you want to wash your beautiful hair, right? And you're standing under a shower. Then the suds never go. The water comes out very slowly. I'm sure you've seen this. It usually takes place in new hotels and new homes. Yeah, you take a drill and take the they have limiter a out. Well, you can, but now they make it so you can't do that so easily. They have a restrictor. It's called a restrictor. And it restricts the water from coming out. So I ended all of that. And you have to see these. They, they let the water come out. You know what people do? They wash their hands like five times longer. Or in the washing machine, they'll press for their... Let's say the uh, dishwasher, they'll press it. Then they'll press it about seven or eight times. Yeah. They'll end up using more water, and it still won't be very good. I met with the head of Whirlpool. They were practically going out of business during my administration, and they said to me, from Ohio, incredible, great state, I love Ohio, and they were really doing badly because people were dumping washing machines all over, mostly from South Korea, but also from China. And he was explaining it's uh, just a terrible situation. I said, let me ask you, how's the quality? He says, we're better, but they are good enough quality. But, you know, of course, he's going to say that. But, you know, they are better. He said, but they don't, they don't allow us. They're dumping these machines. They're cutting us in half. They're killing us. And on top of it, the government won't, us, won't let us use water in our machines. I mean, he shows me like a quarter of a bottle of water. That's supposed to be washing clothing. And I freed it all up, and I put tariffs on these countries that were selling and the machines coming into the country. And that company went from a, a big, the big, all the washing machine companies, they make washing machines, they make dryers, they make all of the different machines that do this kind of work, including dishwashers. And they went from a disaster area to being just thriving. But they, can I ask They why, love me in that part of Ohio. Well, I, I bet they do. But why should EPA, no one at EPA was elected by anybody, yeah. why do they have the power to decide how much water your washing machine uses. Shouldn't Congress in a democracy get to vote on that? 
Yeah, you could say that. Uh, they do things that are not very... So how do you... Con that's my question. How do you... If you get elected again, go back to Washington, how do you keep the agencies under control? How do you keep FBI and CIA specifically yeah. under control? The way you do it, like I fired Comey, that was a big deal. You know, a lot of people said... And I fired him very early. Somebody said, oh, I wish you would have fired him. There was a real question about firing him anyway. You understand, because, you know, when they have a 10-year term, there is a question. Uh, I fired Comey. That was a great thing. If I didn't fire Comey, maybe I wouldn't be talking to you or I'd be talking to you about real estate or something else other than politics, right? Uh, that was a coup, in my opinion. That was a very sick deal. That was the insurance policy. You remember the insurance policy? Oh, she's going to win, darling. She's going to win. But uh, just in case she doesn't, we have an insurance policy. An insurance policy was what they were doing. And we caught them with that. That was a very important tweet or whatever it was, text. It was a big deal. That was a big deal. The insurance policy. She's going to win 100 million to one. Now, that's not good odds. At least they gave me one, right? 100 million to one. But just in case she doesn't win, we have an insurance policy. And everybody said, that's strange. That's strange. But we caught all of that because I fired Comey. Because when I fired Comey, it was like throwing a rock into a hornet's nest into a nest of bees, and the place went crazy. So did, when you were president, do you, are you confident that you knew everything, say, CIA was doing around No, the world? I'm not. I'm not. It's, uh, it's a very interesting group of people. I had very good relationships, I thought. But I was a little surprised uh, when I got out uh, that, you know, things go on. Look, it's... Uh, what were you surprised by? Uh, I, I was surprised. I think it's some of the people. I was surprised that there was... Uh, I had a group of people, look, we killed many, using the CIA, I have to say this, bad, very bad actors. We were very good at it. Uh, you look at Soleimani, you look at al-Baghdadi, bigger than Osama bin Laden. I mean, Osama bin Laden, is, but al-Baghdadi did ISIS, and he was rebuilding ISIS very strongly. And that was the CIA that did that? Uh, that was really us that did that. Yeah. That was really us that did that. And Soleimani was us that did that, not so much CIA. But we did some very good work with the CIA. But I started, you know, when I looked at the 51 intelligence agents uh, saying that that was the laptop from hell was Russia disinformation, when I took a look at that, I said, that's a horrible thing. They knew it wasn't. They knew it was not. And by the way, you're talking about cheating on the election? Uh, McLaughlin and Fabrizio, great pollsters, if they said a thing like that plus other things meant anywhere from 10 to 17 percent of the vote would change. Whatever happened to Mike Pence? You've always been nice to Pence. I've never heard you criticize Pence. You've defended him in public many, many times. He's out there attacking you. Um, what is that? So Mike wants to run for president. You got to understand, in my opinion, Mike Pence had the absolute right to send the votes back to the legislatures. Uh, the Democrats and everybody said, you don't have the right. In other words, what I said, is he a human conveyor belt? You mean, if he finds fraud in Pennsylvania, in Georgia, in any of these states, Arizona, he has to send them to Mitch McConnell, right? That's right, sir. Well, if he finds fraud, he has to? Yes, sir. I said, so he's just, so he's a conveyor belt. Boom, put him in. I said, I don't agree with that. And we had some lawyers, not all. We had some lawyers that said, no, 
you do have the right to send them back to the legislatures to be rechecked. Because if you looked at what went on in Wisconsin, who, by the way, now agree with me, Wisconsin has been virtually, other than the fact they're not allowed to do anything statutorily, but Wisconsin has been, I mean, what they found is incredible. I mean, we won Wisconsin. But Mike Pence had the right, in my opinion, to send him back. Do you ever talk to him now? Uh, no, I haven't spoken to him in a long time. Uh, I was very disappointed in him. I didn't want to do what Thomas Jefferson did. Thomas Jefferson, it was Georgia. And it was, hear ye, hear ye, the great state of Georgia is not capable or allowed to tabulate their votes. And Thomas Jefferson, who was the vice president, said, is Georgia sure that they cannot tabulate their votes? Georgia is sure. He didn't send them back and have them redo it. He said, we will keep the votes of the great state of Georgia for Thomas Jefferson and his president. I didn't ask him for that. Could have done that too, but I didn't. I thought that would be turmoil. I asked him to send them back to his legislature to the legislatures, you know, in Wisconsin, let's say. But, but why didn't he? I mean, you, you'd worked together for four years. You're the president. He's VP. You're, you say you're aligned on everything. I think he got very bad advice. I, I really do. Now, let me tell you what happened. I sat there with a few people. I think his lawyer was in the room, too. His lawyer was very much against it. There were other lawyers that felt you could do it. It was, it was one of those things. You probably, I think you could have done it. I think you can always do something if you see fraud or if you see problems. But it's very interesting. So after the election was over, the rhinos got together with the Democrats and they redid the election so you couldn't do it anymore. So then I called the people. I said, so in other words, you're saying I was right. You could do it. Yes, you could do it. In other words, they took the voting act and they redid it. So the vice president no longer has the power to do what I said he could do. So when that happened, I said, wow, so, and you know, you'd look some of these Democrats in the eye and they'd say, he has absolutely no right to do it. And immediately after the election, they met rhinos, could name them all, and Democrats, and they approved <coughs> legislation that takes away the right of the vice president to do it. So I said, ah, so you're saying I was right. The vice president did have the right to do it, and they said, yes, he did. So if you're saying they stole it from you last time, why wouldn't they do the same this time? Oh, well, they'll try. They're going to be trying, yeah. But, and not, not only me, you know. Look, uh, DeSanctis is out. I think he's gone. So he was, he was at a level. He's, people have figured him out. He's gone. But if somebody else got in other than me, they'll go at him just as viciously as they did me. These people are sick. Uh, they will go after them. And a lot of people say they won't be able to hold up. I do get credit for holding up quite well, I must tell you. I think it's... Uh, How do you do that? How do you get indicted, you know, every week and stay I cheerful? It's, uh, I think it, it's a lot easier because I'm, I'm so high in the polls because it means the people get it. The people see it's a fraud. The people see it like this horrible district attorney from just a little while ago from essentially Atlanta, that's Fulton County. She said, basically, I don't have any right to challenge an election. Well, what about Stacey Abrams? What about Hillary Clinton? What about all of these Democrats that are still challenging my election? The same people that are saying, he's challenging an election, challenge my election. 
And they did it with slates. They did it with all sorts of things. They were very bad, very bad about it. But basically, they're suing me, and they're saying, you don't have any right to challenge it. If you challenge an election, we're going to indict you and put you in jail. So what they're doing is they're really, they've weaponized, and, and don't kid yourself, the DOJ and Biden and the whole group, they're watching all of this stuff. They love the local stuff, you know, the DA in Manhattan. Not only that, they put a, one of the DOJ top people into the Manhattan DA's office to run things. They don't even have a case against me. It's not even a case. Everyone says, even the Democrats say, you can't bring these cases. You have no case. The attorney general or the uh, district attorney, Fannie, Fannie Willis, in Atlanta, she's getting killed. Basically, she's saying Trump doesn't have the right to, uh, to criticize an election. But you've been around long enough now. You've seen many elections criticized. I mean, Hillary Clinton goes crazy. Every time she talks, she says, he's not the president, Jimmy Carter said. He's not the president. Well, I am the president. Hillary Clinton called me, by the way, at 3.02 in the morning to congratulate me the night of the election. Did her voice crack? Well, her voice was <laughs> it's very different, I will say. I won't get into that. But What do you mean? Her voice was very different. Uh, don't forget, they were all celebrating at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And I came home and I said, you know, I think we won. I felt we won because the rallies are so big. You know, we'd, have, we'd go to Wisconsin and we'd go to uh, Georgia. We'd go to different states. In Michigan, we'd have rallies. In Pennsylvania, we had 58,000 people in Butler. And I said, you know, how are we losing this? How do you have a rally where you have from 50 to 100,000 people, many of them? You know, I did seven a day for a couple of days. That's a lot, that's a lot. These are big rallies too, and I didn't hold back. I didn't say, let's make them little, let's do abbreviations, right? But, um, but they challenged the stuff. Yeah. Hillary called me up and conceded. Now the word is that Obama said you have to do that. But she called up and totally conceded. But now, you know, every time you see her on television, she's saying like, well, she's challenging the election. Do you think so that would mean that she should be indicted, but that would mean also that Stacey Abrams in Georgia should be indicted because she still thinks she won the election for governor. She still thinks that. She's never recanted. And Do I you th think Stacey Abrams will be indicted for that? No, of course not. She won't be. The Democrats don't get indicted for things like that. They don't get impeached. No, it's, it's a different thing. Is, With that being said, yes. I had great support when they did impeachment hoax number one and impeachment hoax number two. Uh, Jim Jordan, the House was fantastic. And actually, the Senate was very good for me. Other than, you know, Mitch McConnell, I think if he had, it's too bad I endorsed him. He was begging, he was going to lose that race, and I endorsed him, and he ended up winning the race because of my endorsement. He was down, he was going to lose to Amy McGrath, she was $90 million in cash, all set to go. She was leading by three, he was going down. I did him a favor, and then three, four months later, he really wanted to impeach me. Uh, he's a bad guy. But, but uh, if you look at what's going on politically, it's so interesting. The level of loyalty is different in politics than it is in normal life, I will say. With that being said, I've had great loyalty also. But uh, the House was fantastic. The Senate was very good. Can, you know, they overrode Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell, in my opinion, was trying to get senators to impeach me, especially for the second one. And on the first one, he acted very, very slow. He should have gone much faster. 
But Mitch McConnell wanted to, and the senators went up to him. Guys that are subservient to him because he gives money. You know, he gives them money. He gives them a lot of money. He raises some money and he gives it to them, and therefore they do what he said. That's the only form of leadership he's got. So last question. If you're elected president again, what's your top, your number one priority? When you ran last time, you said, I will build a wall. This time, your bottom line top promise to the country. So you can do numerous things at the same time. Of course. But let's say number one is a border and taking hundreds of thousands of criminals that have been allowed into our country and getting them out and bringing them back to their country, Guatemala. By the way, not only the four countries that we think of as neighbors, all over the world. Last month, we had 149 countries represented. Think of it. We had 149 countries represented, Tucker, from places that many people never even heard of coming into our country. And they're coming in from mental institutions and they're coming in from prisons. They're emptying out their prisons all over South America. They're emptying out their mental institutions. Terrorists are pouring into our country. We have no idea. I had the strongest border in the history of our country. And I built almost 500 miles of wall. You know, they like to say, oh, was it less? No. I built 500 miles. In fact, if you check with the authorities on the border, we built almost 500 miles of wall. And I had another 200 that I was going to build. You know, it's like water. It seeks. And we're going to build another 200. We built it. It was all set to go. All they had to do was install it. It would have taken three weeks. And that's when I found out. I said, I think these people actually want open borders. Um, the first thing I would do would be uh, I would seal up the border good and tight, except for people that want to come in legally. Do you think we're moving towards civil war? There's tremendous passion and there's tremendous love. Uh, you know, January 6th was a very interesting day because they don't report it properly. Uh, I believe it was the largest crowd I've ever spoken before. And you know some of the crowds I've spoken before. And uh, like July 4th on the mall, uh, I think they had a million people there. Uh, but I think that the biggest crowd I've ever spoken before was on January 6th. And people that were in that crowd, a very, very small group of people, and we said, patriotically and peacefully, peacefully and patriotically, right? Nobody ever says that. Go peacefully and patriotically. But people that were in that crowd that day, very small group of people went down there. And then you, there are a lot, of, a lot of scenarios that we can talk about. But people in that crowd said it was the most beautiful day they've ever experienced. There was love in that crowd. There was love and unity. I have never seen such spirit and such passion and such love. And I've also never seen simultaneously and from the same people such hatred of what they've done to our country. So do you think it's possible that there's open conflict? We seem to be moving I, I towards don't something. Know. I don't know because I don't know what it, you know, I, I can say this. Uh, there's a level of passion that I've never seen. There's a level of hatred that I've never seen. And that's probably a bad combination. Donald Trump, thank you. Thank you very much. Very much. Thank you. That is a bad combination, by bad the way. Bad combination. Okay. <clears throat> uh, I think that was pretty good. Uh, I think what you're going to see, as far as a media narrative, is not only from the corporate media, but from the DeSantis shills. They're going to say, Tucker Carlson was too soft. <clears throat> now, I'm very upfront with what I'm looking for and what I'm about. 
And and look, if someone wants to go toe to toe with Trump, if you want to do a tough interview, if you want to try to masturbate in front of everyone, you can do that and I'll cover it. Okay. And if you do good, I'll give you credit, but I'm not really interested in that. I'm interested in winning. So I will gladly accept the help of Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson just helped Donald Trump there with a total softball interview. And I'm not saying that as a negative. I'm saying that as a positive. I want to win. And, and I think help is good. This is like when, uh, did you see uh, Patrick Bet David went on uh, Joe Rogan? He said something fantastic to Joe Rogan. He said to him, and this is true, if Joe Rogan can do whatever he wants, because Rogan, remember, he, he, he came out and he was like, I don't want to help Donald Trump. Okay, no problem. You don't have to help Donald Trump, but you are helping Joe Biden. So you can, you can choose either one, but if you're not helping Trump, you're helping Biden. So there you go. And, and so we'll see what Rogan does. I think Rogan will, uh, will uh, interview Trump. But I've said this before. I will accept it being rigged in our favor for at least the next five years. After five years, then maybe it'll be even. But I will take as many softball propping up interviews from Tucker Carlson as I can get. So credit to him. Tucker Carlson has shot way up in my view for this. And I'm very pleased with that. I'm very pleased with that interview. Good. Fuck the goddamn RNC. They can suck a dick. I believe we're at um, almost 25 million views. Uh, I'll have to check Twitter again. But uh, yeah, this is... Oh, let me refresh here. What are we getting as far as impressions here? And of course, we will cover the second place battle. Uh, the battle for second place uh, as well. I like the intro. This intro was great. The faces that they made in this intro, this was a great intro. That was fantastic. The face that, that they both were making was phenomenal. That, I really liked it. Okay, 74.4 million impressions. I forget what you have to do to get the, the views because that's different. Times post. Okay, I just want... They used to have the views right here because you have impress impressions and views. I don't know, whatever the fuck it is. It's good, though. Okay. So, yeah, very good. Very good. I like that. Okay. Let me uh, read some of these super chats, and then we'll get into the battle for second place that's been going on. Um, uh, oh, 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 I'll mention this. So, uh, we are at 110. The soft gentleman streamed earlier uh, today, and he said that he would give me the grand total of uh, subscribers. So the grand total between Subscribestar, The Soft Gentleman, and Rumble is 110. So we're 15 away from 125. As I've said before, when we hit 125, The Soft Gentleman will write a book called What a Bigot Would Say, and we will hopefully beat Chank Uger. Chank Uger's book comes out September 19th. Now, of course, it's possible it doesn't come out September 19th because this thing has been... Uh, uh, postponed multiple times over the last three years. Um, but anyway, the book will be released to the audience uh, for free via PDF. It'll be a 24-page book. That's just because that's the minimum to, to get it published on Amazon, I believe. And so after we release it to the audience, we will then try to get it published on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and all the other sites under the diversity, equity, and inclusion section. And also, if we are able to get it published, I think it would be reasonable for then the soft gentleman to uh, perhaps do a Twitter account and then promote the book uh, uh, in the diversity and equity and inclusion you know, part of Twitter. 
so we'll see how that goes. But anyway, if you're interested in that, three ways you can sign up. Either subscribe star, link in the description, or you can go to Rumble, click the red subscribe button, or you can go to the Soft Gentleman's channel on YouTube, which is the Soft Gentleman, and uh, click the join button, and then you'll be joining the bathhouse. He will be streaming tomorrow mid-afternoon, uh, and so there we go. Uh, that that is the uh, that is the. Uh, official number, 110. Okay. Two Supernova One says, God, I'm going to miss Trump when he's gone. This shit's the most hilarious thing I've ever heard from any elected official. The, 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 the thing, see, oh, let me, there's multiple things. I like the Tucker Carlson, all right, first of all, um, the part where Trump said about North Korea, about the athletes, <laughs> and Tucker Carlson knew what he was talking about, famine. That was hilarious, okay? I'm not saying famine's hilarious, but the way <laughs> Trump delivered that line, that was fucking hilarious. Anyway, what I liked was the Epstein interaction. It's something that took place that I've never seen before, which is the interviewer, in a non-adversarial way, challenged Trump in a reasonable and respectful way, not like a bitch, in a normal way, and Trump then started to concede the point. Because, I, in my opinion, when it comes to Jeffrey Epstein, he did not kill himself. And I agree with, with Tucker Carlson, and I don't agree with Trump. I think Trump, when, if Trump says that Epstein killed himself, I disagree with that. I think Trump's wrong about that. I like that Tucker challenged him in a reasonable way, and then Trump started to concede that you could paint a scenario where it was possible that someone killed him. That is what you want because Trump's not gonna be right about everything. He needs people who are respectable, uh, who respect him, that if Trump's wrong about something to be like, okay, this is, think about it a different way. I, I've never seen that done before. So I'm, I like that he did that. I like that Tucker didn't cuck on his position. He, he didn't let Trump lead him on that. He led Trump, which is good sometimes. That's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. So I, I think I'm very pleased with what, with the strategy and the tact that Tucker took in this interview. Because I was curious, what is this going to be? Is he going to try to challenge him? What's going on? And I'm not saying that, like, if you want to challenge him, challenge him. He's hilarious when you challenge him and he'll destroy you. Okay, so I have no problem with that. But this is, I, like, they're, they're locking up Republicans. I think challenging Trump from his own camp while they're arresting Republicans, that's kind of gay. Isn't that, like, is it, am I being unreasonable that it's not time for that? They're fucking arresting people, okay? We're in a very serious time. I don't really, I'm not interested in watching you Oh, give Trump a tough, uh, give Trump a tough interview. I'm just not interested in that. So uh, anyway, I, I I like what I like what happened there. So very good. Let me go to Streamlabs and then we will uh, check out this Rumble. It's going to be interesting. I haven't seen anyone getting suspended for covering the uh, debate so far, which is good. Um, there was this there's this clip of uh, Ben Shapiro reading a. a I think it was a letter from Fox or some sort. I guess it was a press release from Fox saying that basically news outlets, if they play more than three minutes 
of the debate that somehow that that's like unacceptable. I guess they're going to sue or something, which would make me think that they're going to be very ridiculous when it comes to YouTube taking down streams and stuff. I don't know. It's going to be uh, interesting to see what happens. But so far, I think so good. And uh, okay, let's have a look here. Uh, Silky Johnson says hb f's in the chat the living legend and hardcore legend and founder of funk university terry funk has passed away from his i quit match with rick flair to being the ecw champion to his legendary death matches with mick foley a true pro yeah terry funk is an absolute legend f in the chat for terry funk uh was he was sabu fighting him when there was that uh match where like Sabu like tore his arm open and then kind of just like taped it up and kept fighting that was crazy that was really those guys were fucking crazy wrestling is scripted I acknowledge that but those hardcore matches like they're still fucking each other up so you know whether whether it's scripted or not you're still like getting slammed on fucking thumbtacks I imagine that hurts and you're still wrapping yourself up with fucking barbed wire. You know, it's uh, it's a hell of a thing. Those are my favorite matches. They don't do them a lot anymore. But those those were fantastic. Some of those guys, man. Who was the black guy? Well, I remember, I forget what documentary I was watching. This, uh, what the hell was his name? Jack something Jack? What the fuck was his name? Anyway, apparently he like jumped off of a fucking balcony and it was too high and he... he, he kind of miscalculated and he his brain was like leaking fluid like that's insanity man that guy's dead a lot of them are dead terry funk lived to a pretty old age though i remember him way back in the day even before the hardcore stuff i remember the funks man all right ratio nelson says check the view count on tucker trump on track for most viewed domestic political interview discussion of all time yes that's fantastic that's fantastic. And the other thing about how Tucker handled this, he, he knows what the score is. He, he knows exactly what's going on, and I'm glad to see that. Um, he says, already over 74 million as of the Super Chat. By the way, even hotter today, 101. Actual 114 index. Tomorrow's supposed to be 103 with 80% humidity. Fuck. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the Midwest, right? The Midwest just getting rolled with the heat. That's brutal. That's, uh, holy shit. Okay. So now we have SLID04C64E3F4E6E says, What do you think of Vivek Ramaswamy asking for a friend? I think Vivek uh, says really good things. He does have a bit of a snake oil salesman quality. I don't really care about that if you deliver on what you, you talk about. And I don't care what your motives are. Do what you said you're going to do. Do what your constituents want. I don't care if you're a politician for selfish reasons or for virtuous reasons. I want you to do what the constituents want you to do. That's it. So, um... So, yeah, that's really my take on Vivek. I understand some people... Like, I see people on twitter all the time they're like i don't trust vivek yeah i i get i i don't either i don't either um as a politician so far i would give him a high rating because he says really good shit um would he follow through i have no idea it's like similar with carrie lake carrie lake i think is phenomenal but 
she hasn't governed. We have no idea what she would do, and we'll have to see. So yeah, Vivek's a possible VP candidate, uh, and that that'll be fine. I'll take. I, I prefer Carrie Lake, um, but if it's Vivek, I'll take Vivek. That's fine. Oh, by the way, one thing before we get into this RNC debate. Apparently, um, they f they fucked Larry Elder. Larry Elder qualified for the debate stage, and the RNC decided to lie about a Rasmussen poll and claim that Trump was involved, and they disqualified him. That's fucking ridiculous. That's fucking ridiculous. So uh, hopefully Larry Elder, I think he's suing them or something. He'll probably not win, but uh, that's outrageous. Okay, so um, yeah. So the RNC keeping a black man down. Fuck the RNC. But uh, I like Larry Elder. I would take Larry Elder as a uh, VP. I think it's unlikely, but I, I would take that. Okay, here is the debate. Let's have a look here. See what's going on. We're going to rewind, of course. Okay, so we're going to rewind. And the reason, see, the reason, I just want to make it clear that this, this is the minor attraction. Okay, this is the lesser of the events. This, that's why I specifically, deliberately covered, uh, or at least, I mean, I didn't really do analysis because there's not, it's very difficult to do analysis in an interview like that because there's not a lot to add. One, I'm going to be like, oh, that was a good point. You know, there's really not a whole lot. Um, but that was way more important than this bullshit. This is the minor league. This is, this is almost, frankly, you could make the argument, why even cover it? You know what I mean? Uh, but I want to see how DeSantis does against Vivek. That's what I want to see. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is, this is the, the minor leagues compared to the Trump interview with Tucker. And I'm glad that they, that they, uh, did a... I like the fact that a pre-recorded interview has gotten more views than this. They didn't even do it live. They just pre-recorded. Trump's a little busy. You know, he had to get arrested today. Um, by the way, they released all the mugshots except for Trump's. Where's Trump's mugshot? And I will say one other thing before we start. I don't like Jenna Ellis, but I like that she smiled in her mugshot. She's been a real fucking ridiculous whore, okay? However, I like that... I don't think it's right what they're doing to her. Um, I think it's ridiculous to expect Trump to pay after you've been ripping him for a year. Okay, that's fucking retarded. But what they're doing to her is wrong. And I like the fact that in the face of this prosecution, she smiled for the mugshot. I like that. So anyway, that's all. Still a stupid whore, though. But anyway. Uh, this is... Uh, okay, we'll start here. Let's see what's going on. Gridiron and grit. And also... It's razor-thin elections. In 2016, Republicans narrowly flipped the Badger State red Is for the first uh, time since Ronald Reagan. But it was back to blue by 2020. That election came during an unprecedented year. The country was rife with tension. In the suburbs of Milwaukee, the division seemed deeper than ever. But that was just the beginning. Two years later, the U.S. Supreme Court struck down Roe versus Wade, leaving the legality of abortion up to the states. In Wisconsin, that meant a nearly total ban. The power of that issue drove Democrats to the polls this year. Now, that new thin liberal majority on the court could have that abortion issue before it again, just as the race for the White House accelerates. Tonight, the Republican candidates will face off 
at the home of the Bucks and the Marquette Golden Eagles, hoping to return next July to this city on the shore of Lake Michigan to accept the Republican nomination at their party's national convention. takes flight. Welcome to the first debate of the 2024 presidential campaign live at Pfizer Forum in Milwaukee. This thing is like pausing every like second or so. I don't get that. To be here on our debate stage oh, well. tonight. They are here to lay out their vision. For I don't know who that guy is. Okay, so are we getting we're, okay, is this on me or is this uh, Rumble? America. The battle going on here? As they battle for the GOP nomination. Good evening, everybody. I'm Martha McCall. And I'm Brett Baer. This is the very same stage on which the Republican choice for president will accept the party's nomination next summer. The eight contenders are positioned by the order they sit in the polls with the highest polling candidates in the middle standing center stage. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Boo, fuck Mike Pence. Former South Carolina Governor Boo. Haley. Yeah, this is like buffering. I don't know what the hell's going on here. Oh. I think it's Rumble because this is what happens when I watch Salty Cracker pretty frequently. It just like pauses. Uh, so I don't really know if there's anything we can do to this. Do, do about it. Hello. And North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum. I'll put the audio up louder. Some ground rules for tonight. We'll ask the questions and then Seems candidates low. get one minute. Oh, it's already maxed. To answer. Okay. Uh, if someone right. is singled out, you get 30 seconds to respond. And when the time runs out, we all will hear this. Very pleasant. <laughs> so tonight, these candidates have a big opportunity to break out of the pack and to explain why they are best prepared to be the Republican choice for president at a time when the likely Democrat nominee, President Joe fuck? Biden, is working to, to convince the country that with Bidenomics, things are looking up. We call my plan Bidenomics. I'm not sure the men in a totally complimentary way at the time. Was that English, fucker? But guess what? Is that English? It's working. Oh, my God. Why does but that keep happening? Is it? More than 65% of Americans say the country is headed in the wrong direction. And here's the reality for some voters we talked to. What the hell? Here in Wisconsin I don't know what's going on. We have noticed a dramatic increase in prices at the grocery store just across the board. Gas is high. And food is high. It's a lot of people's out here homeless because they can't buy food. It's tough when you got mortgage rates at 78% versus two to three. It's just you can't afford a house anymore. It's inflation is, is ridiculous. It's killing us out here. As we sit here tonight, the number one song on the Billboard chart is called Rich Men North of Richmond. 
It is by a singer from Farmville, Virginia, named Oliver Anthony. You know, should I, um, I think it, maybe I should go look for a Fox stream on YouTube because I don't think it'll keep pausing like that. Um, yeah, that's like, that's just brutal. Let me, uh, let's see, Fox debate. Yeah, let me just do that here because that's really just, uh, it's bullshit. Uh, the reports that his plan. National records. So okay. the numbers that I've quoted. That's news. Oh, by the way, um, that guy, what was that guy's name? Remember the Russia guy? And I was like, how come they're just letting him walk? Yeah, they killed him. <laughs> Not surprised. Pac-Man? Fuck Pac-Man. Can't we just get a, a Fox feed? What the hell's going on? Why do they make it so difficult? Okay. All right. Well, Pac-Man doesn't really talk. So let's try Pac-Man. Let's see what's going on there. And under the Constitution. As well as Torian Liss. All right, we'll do Pac-Man. If you could. Let me try to find I'm where in, we were. I just saw Rhonda. Ten minutes till the debate starts. Come on okay, in. Okay, here we go. Oh. The charisma. Increase in prices at the right, grocery store are. just across the board. Gas is high and food is high. It's a lot of people out here homeless because they can't buy food. It's tough when you got mortgage rates at 78% versus two to three. It's just you can't afford the house anymore. It's inflation is, is ridiculous. It's killing us out here. As we sit here tonight, the number one song on the Billboard chart is called Rich Men North of Richmond. Oh, God. It is by a singer from Farmville, Virginia, named Farmville. Oliver Anthony. His lyrics speak of alienation, of deep frustration with the state of government and of this country. Washington, D.C. is about 100 miles north of Richmond. The song's toxic. Hey, I want to thank everybody coming in from the Brian Tyler Cohen. Why is this song toxic? Because it it. Uh... I don't even like I don't like country music and I've pretty much ignored the song because it's just not my style, although any sort of conservative populist thing, whether astroturfed or not, that makes it to the top. Great. I'm on board. OK. Um, but uh, David hates normal people so much that anything that represents them, uh, uh, he hates it. And so he views it as toxic. If this was a song about blowjobs in a bathhouse, David would love it. One stream. I don't know what's going on. He texted me. I'm sending my audience to you. And what does anybody know what on earth happened? I don't know. This I, is, I by the know. way, it's crazy that now the, the debate is a musical thing. It's crazy. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. Everybody's welcome. Looks like here. we have some sort of uh, homosexual dispute here. I don't know what's going on. OK. So, Governor DeSantis, why is this song striking such a nerve in this country right now. What do you think it means? Our country is in decline. This decline is not inevitable. It's a choice. We need to send Joe Biden back to his basement and reverse American decline. And it starts 
with understanding we must reverse Bidenomics so that middle class families have a chance to succeed again. We cannot succeed as a country if you are working hard and you can't afford groceries, a car, or a new home while Hunter Biden can make hundreds of thousands of dollars on lousy paintings. That is wrong. We, we also cannot succeed when the Congress spends trillions and trillions of dollars. Those rich men north of Richmond have put us in this situation. And finally, we need to lower your gas prices. We're going to open up all energy production. We will be energy dominant again in this country. I showed it could be done in the state of Florida. I pledge to you as your president, we will get the job done and I will not let you down. All right, so I'd give that about a C. Um, the content of what DeSantis said, I think is good. Um, but he has, this is the, it's just his demeanor is that of a hostage. Um, he, I think that he is being coerced into doing this, and he knows what the score is. He knows he has no shot against Trump, and he's destroying his political capital every day that he's in the race. So that's what I think is going on there. The delivery was kind of plasticky and fake, but, uh, you know, I do like DeSantis as a governor. I think he's a fine governor, other than the pamphlet bill. But, uh, yeah, it's just not, you, you should have waited to 2028, and this is is the, you running now is cringe and gay. I guess his debate prep was yell. That'll make you seem charismatic. Would you be better yell. on the economy than him? Well, look, I do agree predominantly with what Governor DeSantis just laid out. I think that if you asked every one of us up here that we would agree predominantly with what he just laid out. Here's the I think Chris Christie is out of breath after a sentence because he's so fat. Difference. The difference is that we're going to have to work and make sure that we sell these ideas and we able to be able to put ourselves in a position where we get a majority of the vote, not only by winning the Congress and the Senate in 24, but also by having someone who's had the experience of doing it. Now, I was elected as a conservative Republican in a blue state with 61 percent of the vote with a Democratic legislature against me the entire time. And we still, through hard... What, what did you have to do to get that position, Chris? Strong decision-making. Brought them around. How many, how many child trafficking rings did you have to cover up to get that position? To our point of view, we cut taxes in New Jersey. We cut debt in New Jersey. We made sure that each and every time we were confronted with bad democratic... Like, think about that. That's not, that's not the, the, the accomplishment that you think that is. The Democrats let you win in their state? What the hell did you do? Holy shit, that's not a good sign. That's not ideas, good. we stood and stopped them. And when there were good ideas, we brought people together to make progress going forward. Truth and accountability are the things we need to do to fight waste. And I'd say the last thing is this, Brett. We cannot sit by any longer and allow the kind of spending that's going on in Washington, because every dollar they spend is a dollar that these people are not allowed to spend on their children and their grandchildren. It's robbing our country, and it's wrong. Well, Governor, let me just follow up very quickly. New Jersey, when you were governor, had the second low... Yeah, Christie's sounding a little bit weak, guys. I'm not going to lie. It's downgraded 11 times. Yep. Yeah, and, and that's what happens when you inherit a blue state.
that has done that. But when you look at what we did on debt, Brett, in that state, we cut debt in that state, debt that had been left to us by three Democratic gubernatorial predecessors of mine who ran up that debt tremendously. And what you also saw us do was to cut the unemployment rate in half. It was over 10 percent when I became governor in 2010. What we also did was cut pension payments to public employees to make sure that taxpayers were not being soaked by a public employee union system that was killing the taxpayer. Thank you, Governor. F. Governor Scott, I he mean, Tim Scott, F. Senator Scott, I don't know, excuse guys. me. Uh, the song also goes after welfare programs. As a senator, now President Biden, argued for freezing federal spending, this was back in the 80s, and dealing with sacred cows. He does not talk about that anymore. You have been a senator, though, for 10 years. So what have you done to rein in the increasing size of government? Well, thank you for the question. Over the last several years, I've had an opportunity to vote against spending package after spending package after spending package. What we also need to understand is DOA. that Joe Biden's Bidenomics has led to the loss of $10,000 of spending power for the average family. When you see 16% inflation, your gas is up Real 40 Real quick, every candidate so far attacking Biden, but that's not a justification for voting for you over the other seven people on the stage. Sending the money back to the states and allowing well, the decisions to be made. Whore, they're auditioning to be Trump's vice president. They're not going to go after Trump. At their own houses. I helped write the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act in 2017. We cut taxes for a single mom like the one that raised me by 70% for dual households by 60%, returning to the average family $4,000. If you don't send it to Washington, we can't spend it. That's good news for the American people. Okay, but just to, to follow That's up, like a D, did, D during the Trump administration, you approved uh, $4.4 trillion, $4.1 trillion, $1.7 over the course of that administration. That's a lot of money. There's no doubt that during the Trump administration, when we were dealing with the COVID virus, we spent more money. But here's what happened at the end of our time in the majority. We had low unemployment, record low unemployment, three and a half percent for the majority of the population, 70, 70 year low for women. African-Americans, Hispanics and Asians had a all time low, but our inflation was at two percent. Under Joe Biden, we've seen the exact opposite. We've seen Inflation That's explode, which led to 12 Federal Reserve increases. That's devastating home buyers today. Mr. Ramaswamy, you're listening to if these I, answers. If I may, no, I mean, hold that on was one second. We're, we're going to, we're, so I, I don't know if I get a chance to respond. He didn't mention Shut the fuck up, Mike. We'll be with you in a second, Mr. Vice President. Uh, <laughs> we'll Mr. be with Ramaswamy, you in a moment, please. Take a number. Listening to all of this, why should wow. voters choose you? We'll talk over to more first. experienced politicians on this stage. Uh, you're basically, you know, a blank slate for people. You're 38 years old. Uh, you've said that you only voted in two presidential elections before <laughs> this moment, this political race. So first, let me just address a question that is on everybody's mind at home tonight. Who the heck is this skinny guy with a funny last name and what the heck is he doing in the middle of this debate stage? <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm not a politician, Brett. You're right about that. I'm an entrepreneur. My parents came to this country with no money 40 years ago. How did that work out? I have gone on to found multi-billion dollar companies. I did it while marrying my wife, Apoorva, raising our two sons, following our faith in God. That is the American dream. 
And I am genuinely worried that that American dream will not exist for our two sons and their generation unless we do something about it. And I do think Brett is going to take an outsider because for a long time we have professional politicians in the Republican Party who have been running from something. Now is our moment to start running to something, to our vision of what it means to be an American today. If you have a broken car, you don't turn over the keys to the people who broke it again. You hand it over to a new generation to actually fix the problem. That's why I'm in this race and we're just getting warmed up. All right, so we tried outsider business in 2016. Why isn't this, what the fuck? Just, okay, that, that was strong. Very fake, make no mistake. That's, you know, these are politicians. So it's fake as hell, but uh, strong. And um, he uh, he differentiated himself between the rest of the candidates. So, so far, I give Vivek a B for that. I think that was pretty strong. Again, you get a demerit. It would have been an A if you were able to deliver it in a less fake way but it is what it is you know it's there's like a well not a million people i don't know how many people are watching way more people watch the trump uh, interview but there's a lot of people watching you know you, you're nervous i understand you know i've never been in an environment like that so i can't really talk uh so uh but yeah overall pretty good positioned to turn around this economy that we've heard all of these voters talking about tonight then mr ramaswamy who is a successful entrepreneur nationally right now He's beating you in the polls. Well, I don't care about polls. What I care about the fact is that no one is telling the American people the truth. The truth is that Biden didn't do this to us. Our Republicans did this to us too. When they passed that $2.2 trillion COVID stimulus bill, they left us with 90 million people on Medicaid, 42 million people on food stamps. No one has told you how to fix it. I'll tell you how to fix it. They need to stop the spending. They need to stop the borrowing. They need to eliminate the earmarks that the Republicans brought back in. And they need to make sure they understand these are taxpayer dollars. It's not their dollars. And while they're all saying this, you have Ron DeSantis, you've got Tim Scott, you've got Mike Pence. They all voted to raise the debt. Here we go. And Donald Trump added $8 trillion to our debt and now our kids are never going to forgive us for this and now so at the talking. end of the day you look at the 2024 budget republicans asked for 7.4 billion in earmarks democrats asked for 2.8 billion so you tell me who are the big spenders i think it's time so, for an accountant in the white house Vice wow. President. so that sounds nice the problem is she's a total fraud she's a total fraud if she got in there she would do the same shit so uh, 80% of that sounded great, um, but you're getting an F because you're a total fraud. Pass. Wow. You were mentioned there. 54% um, of voters say the cost of groceries is a, quote, major problem for them. Right. You blame the Biden administration spending for that increase. But as vice president, your administration spent more than any prior, $7.8 trillion added to the national debt, $3.5 trillion of that before COVID. So does that mean that you're part of the spending problem? Well, first off, thanks for the question. Thanks for letting me respond to a re reference to our re administration's record. I'm incredibly proud of the record of the Trump-Pence administration. I mean, in four short years, we rebuilt our military, we revived our economy, we unleashed American energy, and we appointed three conservatives to the Supreme Court that gave the American people a new beginning for the right to life. Hmm. Now, Martha, you asked earlier who's the most best prepared 
for this job. And I must tell you, with all due respect to all of my friends on the stage, and even to one that's probably looking on, I think unquestionably I am the best prepared, the most tested, the most qualified and proven conservative in this race. I was a leader in the Congress of the United States. I led Indiana where we balanced budgets and had a AAA bond rating when I was governor. And as vice president of the United States, we spent funding to, to backfill on the, the, the military cuts of the Obama administration. And then we were there in the worst pandemic uh, in 100 years. All that being said, I was the first person in this race to say that we've got to deal with the long-term national debt issues. You've got people on this stage that won't even talk about issues like Social Security and Medicare. Vivek, you recently said uh, a president can't do everything. Well, I got news for you, Vivek. I've been in the hallway. I've been in the West Wing. A president of the United States wow. has to confront every crisis facing America. I will put our nation back on the path to growth and prosperity and restore fiscal responsibility, just as I did. In he gets a grade of a T for traitor. Congress and as governor. And, and, enough. and when I was vice president. But, yeah, I mean, we've had a response. You were named invoked. earlier. I'm going to get Vivek first. We'll get to both of them. This isn't that complicated, guys. Unlock American energy, drill, frack, burn coal, embrace nuclear. <laughs> wow. Very good. By no longer paying them more to stay at home. Very good. Reform the U.S. Fed, stabilize the U.S. dollar, and go to war. The only war that I will declare as U.S. president will be the war on the federal administrative state that Ooh. is the source of those toxic <laughs> regulations acting like a wet blanket on the economy. Okay. So I'm not sure I exactly understood Mike Pence's comment, but I'll let you all parse that out. For me, it's pretty simple. That's something a U.S. president can do with focus, and I'll deliver on that, it. That was a very good answer. That was a very good answer. That's about an A. You got an A for that one. That was really good. You're talking about dismantling the deep state now. I don't believe you're going to do it. I have to see you do it. If you do it, I will. you'll be like one of the greatest people ever. But I got to see it because, you know, <laughs> they usually kill people that try to do that. I'm mispronouncing his I'll name. I'll go slower this time. I, you know, I, I sometimes struggle with the reading comprehension. Look, I was, uh, <laughs> I was a House conservative leader before it was cool. Oh, House shut the fuck up. The Reduction Act that was the last time we actually reduced the national debt in the United States when I was the leader of House conservatives. I balanced budgets and cut taxes when I was governor. I mean, look, Joe Biden has weakened this country at home and abroad. Now is not the time for on-the-job training. We don't need to bring in a rookie. We don't Whoa. need to bring in people without experience. Yeah, but dude, you suck. You fucking suck. You're horrible. It's 30 seconds when you have a rebuttal, okay? And, and you are up, Governor DeSantis. So here's the thing. Why are we in this mess? Part of it and a major reason is because how this federal government handed COVID-19 by locking down this economy. It was a mistake. It should have never happened. And in Florida, we led the country out of lockdown. We kept our state free and open. And I can well, tell you well, that hold as, on, hold as on, your president, hold on. I will never... You, you, you locked down initially, okay? It was quick, and you get a lot of credit for getting out of it, but don't pretend that you were Governor Smash from South Dakota that didn't do any of it. She was, I think, the only one. So, you, you know, he gets an overall B for how he handled COVID, uh, and he did a great job. But, you know, be honest. You got to be honest here. Never let 
the deep state bureaucrats lock you down. You don't take somebody like Fauci and coddle him. Oh, you bring Fauci in, you sit him down, and you say, Anthony, you are fired. Okay, okay, so first of all, that's not how it works, okay? That's not how it works. Trump could not have fired Fauci. That's retarded, okay? That's the first thing. Now, if you want to give Trump criticism on Fauci and say he should have sidelined him and not had him do press conferences and stuff, okay, that's a fair criticism. I'll give you that. But he couldn't have fired Fauci. That's completely retarded, okay? Uh, and he knows that. He knows that. That's very dishonest. So, that, so that's really, that's, that's not a good look. Um, but uh, also, there are tweets. Here's the problem. None of these people run and have clean hands on COVID. There's plenty of things that DeSantis said initially that were positive about Fauci. So if you want to say Trump was f sucking Fauci's dick, so were you, okay? So it's really not a great line of criticism. You're a bad boy, Anthony. You know what? We're, we're gonna bring in- I, I just want to finish responding to Mike. To I just want to respond to Mike for one second because he invoked me back. Listen, now that everybody's gotten their memorized, pre-prepared slogans out of the way, we can actually have a real discussion now. The, the, the reality and the fact of the That's matter is... Was that one of yours? Uh, not not oh, really, man. Mike, actually. Yeah. We're just going to have some fun tonight. <laughs> and the reality is, you have a bunch of people, professional politicians, super PAC puppets, following slogans handed over to them by their 400-page super PACs last week. The real choice we face in this primary is this. Do you want a super PAC puppet? Or do you want a patriot who speaks the truth? Do you want incremental reform, which is what you're hearing about, or do you want revolution? Okay, and I stand on the revolution. side of an American revolution. Wow, solid. Take control back here. We need like everyone to have a moment on the economy. Yeah. I think that's fair. Can I address the COVID uh, There are two people who have not. We're going to no. get back to that. We no, get the, yeah. shut the fuck up, Mike. No one cares what you say. From Governor Burgum and then from Governor Hutchinson. People on the are like, who? Well, great. Thank you, Martha. And of course, uh, I'm from a town of 300 people. It's a big deal to make it on this stage with all these folks. I don't uh, care. But, But when they were, they were all wishing me well, uh, and I think I took them a little too literally when they said, go to Milwaukee and break a leg. So, Hilarious. But I do want to say uh, uh, on this, we're missing something. We can't just talk about the Biden economy because the economy, energy, and national security are all tied together. We, of course, we're paying too much for our energy in our, in our state, right, in our country right now. But part of the reason why is because of the Biden policies on energy. We've got a plan right now, the $1.2 trillion of Green New Deal spending buried in the Inflation Creation Act is something that is just subsidizing China. We're, if we're gonna stop buying oil from the Middle East and start buying batteries from China, we're just trading OPEC for Sinopec. And then belatedly, belatedly, the, the Biden administration says, no, we're going to put sanctions on Russian oil. Well, we put sanctions on Russian oil. Well, then it's 20 percent off. Who's buying it? China. So if you buy a battery in this country, you buy a solar panel, it's being produced in a power, in a plant in China powered by coal or it's being powered by oil and gas at 20 percent off. And every farmer in this country would like to buy diesel at 20 percent off, just like they're buying it in China. All Governor right. Hutchinson. So guy has no shot. Is he a good governor? I, I don't really I'm not too familiar with him. Burgum? North Dakota? I, I don't, I, yeah, I, I, I got nothing. So maybe he's good. That was like, you know, an average answer. He's less aidsy than Mike Pence. Um, but I, yeah, I don't really know enough about him. I can't say. So maybe I was being a little harsh on him. I just, I have no idea if he's good. Anyone in North Dakota? Uh, is he good? Okay. 
Thank you, Grant. Delighted to be here tonight. And let me just tell you that I'm a pro-life governor from a conservative state that have a conservative record yeah, but you're in a which I lowered taxes in Arkansas. Didn't he cuck on the gender mutilation shit? Didn't he cuck on that? As governor, I created a $2 billion surplus that I passed over to my successor, and I made sure that we shrunk the size of government. Wow. We have 14% fewer state employees in Arkansas after I left government than when I took over as governor eight years ago. I tell that because that's what we need in Washington, D.C. We need somebody who can actually constrain the growth of the federal government, that can actually reduce the size, and I've pledged to reduce by 10% our federal non-defense workforce. That's a specific pledge to make that attacks the administrative state. And let me... Oh, God. Oh, no. What just happened? What's going on here? The feed glitched. Did it get fixed here? Oh, no. I guess I'll refresh. Refreshing is always a risk. <clears throat> oh, my goodness. At a critical moment when Asa Hutch experience that is important for the future of our country to be the president of the United States that can lead with positive solutions to be held accountable. Okay. Thank you. We have a lot of topics to get to, and I promise we're going to get to everyone if we play within the rules. Okay, next topic. More than a thousand people are still unaccounted for in Maui uh, after the deadliest U.S. wildfire in more than a century. Hawaii's governor and White House officials said that climate change amplified the cost of human error. And a tropical storm hit California for the first time in 84 years. The ocean hit 101 degrees off the coast of Florida. And in the last month, the heat wave in the southwest broke records nearly 50 years old. So Alexander Diaz from Young America's Foundation has a question for you all. Polls consistently show that young people's number one issue is climate change. How will you, as both President of the United States and leader of the Republican Party, calm their fears that the Republican Party doesn't care about climate change? Should be interesting. So okay. we want to... Young man, who gives a fucking shit about climate change? What, are you kidding me? That's like, he's asking, how are you going to suck climate change's dick? How are you going to convince young people that you care about climate change? the hell kind of question is that? What, are you kidding me with this question? Start on this with a, a show of hands. If he was, and maybe I'm misunderstanding, if this young man was like, how do I tell my fellow students that climate change is bullshit, then I'm, I'm with you. That's a great question. But uh, someone here should say that uh, we don't give a fuck about climate change because it's made up bullshit. No one's going to say that, but that's what do they Do you say. believe in human behavior is causing climate change. Raise your hand if you do. Look, look, we're not school children. Let's have the debate. I mean, I'm happy to take it to start. Alexander. So I like that DeSantis cut off this humiliation ritual that this bitch was trying to get them all to do. She was trying to get them all to jump through the hoop. He completely cut her off. And and uh, I like that. So DeSantis, that, that was a good moment. The hands take control. I, I don't think that's yeah. the way to do. So hands. let me just say exactly. Alexander this. First of all, one of the reasons our country's oh, decline wow. is because of the way the corporate media treats Republicans yes. versus Democrats. Biden was Excellent. on the beach while those people were suffering. He was asked about it. And he said, no comment. Are you kidding me? As somebody that's, that's handled lie. disasters in Florida, you, you got to be. Faggot, what do you mean that was a lie? He literally says that it's on video. 
I love. It's just the commies. They just love to gaslight. You have direct video of Joe Biden saying no comment, and this fucking piece of shit is like, oh, that's a lie. No, it's not a lie, fucker. It's on video. Unbelievable. It's the same thing, whether it's vaccine deaths, vaccine injuries, ballot fraud. It doesn't matter. There could be a bukkake of evidence. And they're like, oh, there's no evidence at all. There's no evidence at all. Be activated. You've got to be there. You've got to be present. You've got to be helping people Can we who are doing this. And yeah. the no, no, this is a good answer, Vivek. Is that a yes or is that a yes? Is that a hand raise? You do not. I think it was a hand raise for him, and it's um, my hands are in my pockets. No, 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 I raise Let us be honest as oh, Republicans. Oh. I'm the only person on the stage who isn't bought and paid for, so I can say this. The climate change oh, whoa, agenda whoa, whoa, whoa. is a hoax. Oh, absolute killer answer. I, I, I can't believe that he said that. I, I brought up someone saying it's bullshit as like, wouldn't that be great? Fantastic answer. Answer of the night. Oh. The climate change agenda is a Yes. Yes. And the reality is the crowd is booing. What kind of people are in this crowd? This is not a Democrat crowd. This is a Republican crowd. They're booing him. What the fuck is going on? Oh my God. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. If Trump does not win this fucking election, the the Republican Party needs to be completely and utterly dismantled and replaced with something else. The anti-carbon agenda is the wet blanket on our economy. And so the reality is more people are dying of bad climate change policies Correct. than they are of actual climate change. I'm rewinding change. this answer. answer I'm rewinding this answer. So is that a yes or is that a yes? This was a great answer. A you do not. I think it was a hand raise for him and it's um, my hands are in my pockets. No, because no, no, the climate raise, change agenda is a hand. Let us be honest as Republicans. Yes. I'm the only person on the stage who isn't bought and paid for, so I can say this. The climate change oh, whoa, agenda whoa, whoa, whoa. is a hoax. Wow. Yes. The climate change agenda is a hoax. It's a The anti-carbon agenda is the wet blanket on our economy. And so the reality yes. is more people are dying of bad climate change policies than they are of actual you climate win. change. Governor, Governor you Hillary, win the you debate. Vivek wins. No one is going to top that as far as honesty in an answer. No one is topping that tonight. There's no fucking way anyone tops that. Wait, hold no. on, hold I've on. I've had enough. I've had enough <laughs> of a guy who sounds like ChatGPT standing up here. Fat slob has had enough. Really? That 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 doesn't happen at the, the at the buffet. Oh man! And the last person in one of these debates, Brett, who stood in the middle of the stage. First of all, hog. If you ask ChatGPT about climate change, it would never say that it's a hoax. That insult doesn't even make any fucking sense. Oh my God. Agent said, what's a skinny guy with an odd last name doing up here was Barack Obama. And I'm afraid we're dealing with the same type of amateur. Wow. Oh, good answer. Good answer. That's a good answer. Give me a hug like you did Obama. Governor Haley, would you like to respond? Are you bought and paid for? Do you sound like ChatGPT? That I think this is exactly why Margaret Thatcher said, "If you want something said, ask a man. If you want something done, ask a woman." Wow. Bitch, women don't even belong in politics. What are you talking about? 
Obama. First of all, we do care about go make a sandwich. Water, clean water. We want to see that taken care of, but there's a right way to do it. And the right way to do it is, first of all, yes, is climate change real? Yes, it is. But if you want to go and really change the environment, then we need to start telling China and India that they have to lower their emissions. That's where our okay. I try to be fair. I want to be fair. I don't like her at all. I would never vote for her under any circumstances. She, she would be a disqualifying. She's a disqualified candidate. Um, it is true if you're bringing this up that that there is a double standard with India and China. That's fine. I mean, it's still. I think it's still. Like I don't give a fuck what India and China does. Uh, so it's kind of a bullshit answer. But it's if you're going to accept their bullshit parameters, it's a reasonable answer to bring up. Problem is, and these green subsidies that Biden has put in, all he's done is help China because he doesn't understand all these electric vehicles that he's done. What that does, half of the batteries for electric vehicles are made in China. And so that's not helping the environment. You're putting money in China's pocket, and Biden did that. So, first of all, I think we need to acknowledge the truth, which is these subsidies are not working. We also need to take on the international world and say, okay, India and China, you've okay. got to stop polluting, and that's when we'll start right. to deal with Senator Scott, are you bought and paid for? Absolutely. Are you bought and Absolutely. paid for? Absolutely. Yeah. Are you bought and paid Absolutely for? Absolutely not. I mean, it, it, here's what the American people deserve is a debate about the issues that affect their lives. <laughs> Going back and forth being childish is not helpful to the American people to decide on the next leader of our country. Number one, wait a second. Number two, as a kid who grew up in a single parent household mired in <laughs> poverty, I wondered, was the American dream real for kids who are devastated by poverty, devastated by the challenges of life. I came to the conclusion that America can do for anyone what she's done for me if we focus on restoring hope, creating opportunities, and protecting America. If we want the environment to be better, and we all do, the best thing to do is to bring our jobs home from China. If we create 10 million new jobs in my Made in America plan, we will have a better economy and a better environment. Let me tell you why I say that, Brett. America, Do it quickly. America has cut. <laughs> I'm a Southern boy, I talk slow. So America, America, that was quick. Well, no, but you fucked with them. I don't like Tim Scott at all, but you're fucking with him and you're making him take longer. Just let him finish. America has Stop being so fucking ridiculous. carbon footprint in half in the last 25 years. The places where they are continuing to increase, Africa, 950 million people. India, over a billion. China, over a billion. Why would we put ourselves at a disadvantage, devastating our own economy? Let's bring our jobs home. We have a lot of okay. different topics to get yep, to. Yep, we do. We thank you all. Thank you, Senator Scott. So coming up next, the candidates will weigh in on what could be a defining issue in the 2024 campaign. The first Republican debate continues moments away. Okay. Um, there is not a rumble archive, so I'm going to read them as they come in. Fatiku says, only a few people booed Vivek's comment about the climate change hoax. The large boo sound effect was that faggot Pacman soundboard. I know Pacman has a soundboard. Does he have a boo sound effect? Was he doing a boo sound effect? That's, I thought it was the audience, but, uh, anyway, so if it wasn't the audience, then it was just a few people. I mean, I, I don't care if the whole audience boos. I remember when Trump did that debate and he got booed by a bunch of people when he was talking about PACs and shit. And I thought that was hilarious. So, um, 
but uh, that was that was a great answer from Vivek. Vivek wins. That was he said he said climate change was a hoax on national TV in front of everyone and gave zero fucks. I like that. Now again, you always got to put the caveat: is he just saying things? Maybe you know that's possible. He's just saying things, and and he knows what to say. It's very possible. We'll have to see. But he but that was great. So here's my initial thoughts. I think clearly Vivek Ramaswamy so far is getting the best of this debate. Yep. I do think that Chris. I did like the DeSantis cutting off the whore and stopping the uh, hoop that she tried to get everyone to jump through the the ritual, the cult ritual to make sure everyone agrees that climate change is real. I'm glad he put a stop to that. I thought that was pretty strong from DeSantis. Christie's line about him sounding like chat GPT <clears throat> is a good line. But right now I'm getting but the that line only works on someone like Mike Pence. Pence that the attacks on Vivek Ramaswamy are actually helping him because if everybody Pence is attacking him as some punk kid, Christie's attacking him as, you know, skinny chat GPT. The fact that everybody's going after him can very much generate the impression that this must be the guy everybody's afraid of. So that is a very interesting dynamic. Um, uh, Burgum and Hutchinson essentially non-factors. Tim Scott is weak. DeSantis is not doing well. DeSantis tried to open strong. He's doing average to slightly below average. It depends. That, like I said, he had that one good good part with energy. But then I mean, it just when they were asked to do hands and he clearly doesn't want to do hands. No. And so he jumps in and short circuits. Yeah, the fuck thing. that shit. I think he was trying to project strength that came off extreme. No, I thought it came off good. Extremely stupid. So what my, would you know about strength? What are you kidding me? I sense right now would be Vivek. Doing Other than ass clenching strength, I imagine you know a lot about that. You know what exercises to do and various things. The best. Christie second ish with Haley and Pence, maybe down in there around third. How good is any of this for Trump? I quite frankly don't know. We're going to have to wait and see. Ladies and gentlemen, we have 215. Okay, let's uh, to fast through forward through the shilling. Like what doing? We are. We have a did and watching a million. He could get fuck all your you bullshit. Pacman. Fuck all of it. Uh oh, up with these super chats, right? OK, come on, server. How long are these commercials? Holy so shit. Many other people Here dumping in their first. All right, let's see next. And I do think it would be. Oh, my God. It's like 15 the minutes house. of commercials. So in order to do that, let's right. find consensus. Can't we all agree that we should ban late term abortions? Can't we all agree that we should encourage adoptions? Can't we all agree that doctors and nurses who don't believe in abortion shouldn't have to perform them? Can't we all agree that contraception should be available? And can't we all agree that we are not going to put a woman in jail or give her the death penalty if she gets an abortion? Let's treat this like the like a respectful issue that it is and humanize the situation and stop demonizing them. So Nikki Haley is living in 2010. Uh, that's how you could try to negotiate with the left back in 2010. We're not in that situation anymore. Uh, they will fight you to the death to keep late-term abortion in play.
the situation. Brett, Governor, hold on. Vice President Pence, Governor DeSantis, you signed a six-week abortion ban in Florida. Uh, one of your biggest financial backers said that you need to, quote, shift to get moderates or you will lose. What do you say to him and others who say politically that is a tough thing to sell nationally? Well, I would say we sold uh, the biggest election landslide victory in the history of the Republican Party in the state of Florida in 2022. That's what I did. We can win. He's bobbling. But again. second of all, look, um, you got to do what you think is right. I believe in a culture of life. Uh, I was proud to sign the heartbeat bill. Uh, I remember one of the most impactful moments of my life was when I heard the heartbeat of my oldest daughter uh, in my wife's womb and then saw the sonograms of all three of my kids. What the Democrats are trying to do on this issue is wrong to allow abortion all the way up to the moment of birth. I know a lady in Florida named Penny. She survived multiple abortion attempts. She was left discarded in a pan. Fortunately, her grandmother saved her and brought her to a different hospital. We're better than what the Democrats are selling. We are not going to allow abortion all the way up till birth, and we will hold them accountable for their extremism. But just to be clear, go. So, um, solid answer. Uh, his delivery is just, again, hostage. He's just, it's a shame. It's a shame. Would you sign a six-week ban federally? Disgusting lies. I'm going to stand on the side of life. Look, I understand Wisconsin is going to do it different than Texas. I understand Iowa and New Hampshire are going to do different. But I will support the cause of life as governor and as president. We, we Vice President Pence, a, you're shaking your head. We must have a Nash. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, on Senator. Vice President Pence, you're shaking your head. What, well, what? look, I'm, I'm not new to this cause. After I gave okay. my life to Jesus Christ as my Lord oh, and Savior, up. I opened up the book. No one believes you. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Dear God. And see, I set before you life and death. Get out of here. Blessings and curses. Now choose life. Fucking and I knew traitor. from that moment on, the cause of life had to be my cause. And I've been a champion for life in the Congress, a champion for life as governor and as vice president. And uh, to be honest with you, Nikki, you're my... Yeah, you really care about Jesus and the babies when you let the Democrats steal the election. That's... Yeah, because with the Democrats in control, all, all those babies' lives that you saved by letting them do that. Oh, yeah, I believe it. Friend, but... This pause button is not... Uh, consensus is the opposite of leadership. When the Supreme Court returned this question to the American people, they didn't just send it to the states only. It's not a states-only issue. It's a moral issue. And I promise you, as President of the United States... The American people will have a champion for life in the Oval Office. Can't we have a minimum standard in every state in the nation that says when a baby is capable of feeling pain, an abortion cannot be allowed? A 15-week ban is an idea whose time has come. It's supported by 70% of the American people, but it's going to take unapologetic leadership, leadership that stands on principle and expresses compassion oh, for women okay. in crisis oh, oh, pregnancies. I sor sorry for interrupting. It must be said something like 93%. Hold on. You support a 15-week ban? <laughs> How? I don't... You're, you're going to invoke Jesus and babies' lives, and you have a more liberal policy than Ron DeSantis. What are you talking about, dude? What are you talking about? That's insane. Percent of abortions happen before that point anyway. The He's 7 at six, that DeSantis. later are almost all 
extremely difficult, complicated situations. This entire conversation Here is the uh, lie that David and Democrats tell about how late term abortion never happens is farcical. 100 years. So no Republican president can ban abortions any more than a Democrat president could ban all those state laws. Don't make women feel like they have to decide on this issue when you know we don't have 60 Senate votes in the House. 70 percent of the American people support legislation but to ban abortion the after Senate a baby is capable not. of experiencing okay. pain. We will. Hold on. 70 percent of the Senate does not. You have to be on with the we American have people. 15, we can All right, it. Let's get Governor Bergman for one, one minute here. Um, so let's let him speak. But the Supreme Court did. So over if if abortion is your issue, DeSantis wins that round there because DeSantis is on six weeks and the rest of them are on 15. Turn Roe v. Wade. And, and the, the result of that decision was that it went back to the states. So that's where it is right now. So as I understand it, you are not in favor of a federal ban. What do you say about the states? There's about five of them, including New Jersey, I think uh, a few others, that allow abortion up until the time of birth, though. If you were president, would you be able to abide that? Well, first of all, I'm a pro-life governor of a very pro-life state. And this is issue is, of course, very important. But I am on the record and I stand behind that we should not have a federal abortion ban. Uh, we should not. And the reason why we shouldn't is very simple. It's the 10th Amendment in the Constitution. In the Constitution, which the states created the federal government, not the other way around. It says that there were certain duties allowed to the federal government delegated to them by the states. The rest are left to the states, comma, or importantly, or to the people. We good need answer. to get back to That's freedom and liberty for the people in this country. It's actually the right thing. And we can't have, the we can't have back Republicans who fight for 50 years for this great cause and to return it back the to the states. And David then the only reason David agrees they turn with around that? and go, no, the feds Man, should do that because the just brutal. I don't know what the hell's going on. The only reason David Pakman agrees with that uh, is, it, or the only reason he's saying that is because he agrees with it. He will defy any other constitution, uh, a constitutional or any, uh, what am I talking about? First, any constitutional amendment. He doesn't give a fuck about the second amendment. He loves censorship. So so the, the only reason he says that is because it, it, it goes along with his narrative, but he's not consistent at all. The feds are stepping into people's lives. They're stepping into people's businesses over and over. If we say that the feds should be in on this one, where do we stop? I say that we follow the Constitution and this is return to the states. This we, is where it should but be. But Governor Bergam, right. you signed a six-week ban. Time out. You signed a six-week ban. Governor Bergam, you signed a six-week ban. So you're saying federally it's all going to go to the states. Yes, and what what is going to that's work the, in New York will never work in North Dakota, okay. and vice versa. That's Governor why, 50 states, that's right why here. 50 states. This, this is too important of an issue that I have to address. Uh, first of all, uh, the Supreme Court gave it back to the elected representatives, whether it's the states or whether it's the United States Congress. That's so right. there is authority, and that's why President Biden is pushing for a Democrat proposal, which is in essence, abortion on demand through the term. So they have their extreme position at a national level. We, it's most likely going to be addressed in the states, but it's certainly fine for it to be addressed at the national level as well. Arkansas has the record of being the most no, pro-life state the in the nation. No way. I signed 30 pro-life 
pieces of legislation while I was governor. And every state can determine a different outcome here. And it is the most important issue for women and for the unborn child and for our country that we get this right. It's going to be a continued debate. Let's talk about it in terms of compassion, in terms of protecting the life, and also understanding how we have to enhance uh, abortion, uh, excuse me, adoption services, how we have to enhance maternal care. Those things we've done in Arkansas and are important for our nation's future. There are a lot of issues that are very important. Uh, I'll, Senator, I'll let you, Thank you. weigh in. We cannot let states like California, New York, and Illinois have abortions on demand up until the day of birth. That is immoral, it is unethical, it is wrong. We must have a president of the United States who will advocate and fight for at the minimum a 15-week limit. I'm 100% pro-life conservative. I have a 100% pro-life record. I got to tell you, though, we must. Bro, you must be, if you're like super conservative on abortion, you must be like, what the fuck? Can I get one goddamn politician that wants to ban it completely? I don't, like, does that exist in the Republican Party? Is there, maybe there's, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I think there are 15 weeks. DeSantis is more conservative than all of them. He has it at six weeks. Unbelievable. Yeah, is there any Republican that's like, no, ban it completely? I don't know. Maybe MTG? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. Man. Fight for life. Our Declaration of Independence says our creator gave us inalienable rights that include life. That is a list. That is an issue we must solve. We can't leave it to Illinois. We can't leave it to Minnesota. We can't leave it to Illinois. We must solve that issue with a 15-week limit at a minimum. Thanks, Senator. I think we're all pro-life. But what I would love is for someone to ask Biden and Kamala Harris, are they for 38 weeks? Are they for 39 weeks? Are they for 40 weeks? Because that's what the media needs to be asking. All right. Another issue is America and the crime crisis, the home. They are for the most extreme that you can get, and they're unapologetic about it. it, it what would asking them do? That wouldn't do anything. She, she's in 2010. Homelessness crisis. American cities are in decline. People are moving out as homelessness, drugs, crime move in. Uh, there are problems accelerated. They did accelerate during the pandemic and are still rising, actually. That's Murders so in Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, all up 30%. David doesn't like the framing. It's completely accurate. They're shitholes. Between 2019 and 2022, homelessness is up 11%, the largest jump in recorded history. Vice President Pence, a lot of this began in the COVID era. How much of what we're seeing happening around this country is a result of those COVID lockdowns? And is your administration in part to blame for how we got here? Well, I think what's in part to blame is the Democrats been talking about defunding the police for the last five years. No one's really And we ought to be funding law enforcement, particularly in our major cities. No one talked about it, David. There was no defunding the police. Totally didn't happen. No evidence at all. Man, it's pause button. It's at unprecedented levels. Liar. I mean, it's extraordinary to think about the violence that's claiming innocent lives literally every week in every major city in this country. And yet Democrats and liberal prosecutors in major metropolitan areas continue to 
to work out their fanciful agendas, to, to do a, a bail reform and, and go easy. What we need is, is strong commitment to law enforcement. We need leadership in Washington, D.C. that will marshal the resources of the states, marshal the resources of the American people. But let me also say it's about opportunity. I mean, a lot of people don't know that uh, those Trump-Pence tax cuts that we got signed into law go Trump away Pence at the end of 2025 cuts. if we don't have a Republican president uh, and a Republican House and a Republican Senate. When I'm president of the United States, we're actually going to cut taxes further. We're going to extend those tax cuts, and we're going to close the Federal Department of Education, block grant all that funding back to the states with a growing economy and educational choice and, and law enforcement. We will bring our cities back. Governor Christie, um, another issue. This weekend here in Milwaukee, reports say there were 30 shootings, and a number of them including kids. Um, add that to the big increase in school shootings around the country. Democrats blame this crisis on easy access to guns. They also blame Republicans for blocking gun control legislation. What would President Christie do? You know, I'm proud of the fact, Brett, that I'm the only person along with Governor Hutchinson up on this stage who's actually running United States Attorney's Office. I ran the fifth largest office in America in a, in a state where there is significant urban crime. And the problem is not going to be solved by more money. The problem is, is, is that these prosecutors in these localities... Well, yeah, that's where a lot of the crime is, David. ...these in the states are refusing to do their job and to arrest violent criminals. So what a President Christie would do is appoint an attorney general who would instruct each of the 93 U.S. attorneys that they are to take over the prosecution of violent crime in every one of those cities that are failing to do so. We have plenty of room in the federal prisons to lock up these violent criminals and clean up what's going on all across this country in these individual cities. Secondly, what we need to make sure that each and every one of these criminals understand is that the laws apply to everybody. And when Hunter Biden fills out a fake application, a false application for a, for a gun permit, and then is facing a 10-year mandatory minimum, which was mandated by legislation sponsored by his father. And then you have a Justice Department that walks away from those charges. We're telling people that the law doesn't apply to everybody. In a Christie administration, he would go to jail for 10 years. What about a President Ramaswamy? What does a President Ramaswamy do about guns? So the reality is we have a crime wave in this country and we know how to fix it. The question is, do we actually have the spine to do it? More cops in the streets who are on the streets able to do their jobs without looking over their shoulder for getting sued. And we also have a mental health epidemic in this country. Just over the same period that we have closed mental health institutions, we have seen a spike in violent crime. Do we have the spine to bring them back? I think we should as president, I will. But it's not just drugging up people in those psychiatric institutions with Zoloft and Seroquel. That's part of it's it. It's a deeper issue. I think faith-based approaches can play a role here too. Ah, religion. We're in the middle of a national identity crisis. And I say this as a member of my generation, the problem in our country right now, the reason we have that mental health epidemic is that people are so hungry for purpose and meaning at a time when family, faith, patriotism, hard work have all disappeared. 
What we really need is a tonal reset from the top, saying that this is what it means to be an American. Yes, we will stand for the rule of law. Yes, we will close the southern border where criminals are coming in every day. And yes, we will back law enforcement because we remember who we really are. And that's also how we address that mental health epidemic in the next generation that is directly leading to violent crime. Can I speak this Governor DeSantis really quickly? Governor DeSantis. We don't have an identity crisis with that. We're not looking for a new national identity. The American people are the most faith-filled, freedom-loving, idealistic, hard-working people the world has ever known. We just need government as good as our people. Well, Mike, I think the difference is you might have, as some others like you may have on the stage, it's morning in America speech. It is not morning in America. We live in a dark moment, and we have to confront the fact that we're in an internal sort of cold cultural civil you war. You are and we have to the American people with a failed win. government in Washington, D.C. We just Bullshit. need government as good as our people again. So I can, DeSantis, so let me just DeSantis, finish addressing that slogan wait, wait because I don't here. know what that slogan Brad means. Martin. We need to shut down the administrative state. That's actually how we translate. Crime Brad has been Martin. on the rise in Florida, Governor DeSantis. How do you stop crime? Well, actually, crime's at a 50-year low in, in Florida. Not we're, in Miami. We're, we're happy with that. Well, the statewide, it's a 50-year low. And so here's the thing. These hollowed out cities, this is a symptom of America's decline. And one of the biggest reasons is because you have George Soros funding these oh, radical left-wing district attorneys. They go. get into office and they say they're not going to prosecute crimes. Yeah. They disagree with the inmates correct. start running the asylum. There's one guy in this entire country that's ever done anything about that. Me. When we had two of these district True. attorneys in Florida elected with Soros funding who said they wouldn't do their job, I removed them from their post. They are gone. Good answer. Wow. And as president, wow. as president, we are going to go after all of these people because they are hurting the quality of life and they are victimizing innocent people in every corner of this country. And it will stop when I get into office. Okay. One more here before the break. Good answer. I'd have to see it before I believe it, but he, he can make a very good point that he has done it. He has done it twice. Hopefully, if there are other people in Florida that are like that, that he will remove them as well. Very good answer from DeSantis. Well, Rhett and Martha, I just thought it was interesting. You asked your question about the problems we're having in big cities. Nobody ever asked the question of what about the crime wave in small towns? Because in a small town, neighbors help neighbors. People understand each other. If a farmer gets sick, everybody comes together and helps them get the crop off. There's accountability, there's transparency. One thing that I think this country could use is somebody in the White House that understands small town values because that's our road back to get this country on track again. Governor Hutchinson. As former head of the DEA, I understand the drug crisis in America. And right now, whenever you look at the challenges in our inner, inner city, uh, there's three simple words that would be helpful. One, enforce the law when it comes to crime. Secondly, let's deal with the challenge of fentanyl. And it's both about stopping the fentanyl coming from Mexico, but it's fentanyl. also about education of our young people, making sure that we have uh, the tools that are needed for addiction counseling. That's what we expanded in Arkansas as well. Whenever you look at the underlying challenge of America, though. No one likes to see an America with smash and grab in our inner cities. As president of the United States, that will stop. It starts at the top with the respect for our justice system that a former president who's under indictment has undermined. 
By attacking judges, by attacking... Fuck you, bitch. Fuck you. ...prosecutors by attacking the system and saying he's aggrieved. And so we have to what have respect for our justice system and the rule of law, and it starts at the top with the president of the United States. Brett, Fuck you. We're going to take a break. Um, so, speaking of that, right now you are looking live at Fulton County Jail, where former President Donald Trump will be processed tomorrow. So next, the candidates <laughs> oh, will I have an opportunity oh, right, to talk tomorrow. about the coming Thursday, trials of Donald Trump. Wow, so there wouldn't be. There wouldn't be. All right, yeah. so I think in the, we, we're Mug basically shot. halfway through. In this second section, I think Vivek Ramaswamy was less strong. I don't know that anybody was necessarily more strong. Maybe the needle improving just a hair in the direction of Ron DeSantis to a, to a small degree. Um, this but I still think overall, just not working. Vivek Ramaswamy has been the, the strongest performer so far, the although the degree to which, you know, the margin for that it's just not working is smaller than it was Pause after is that not first working. section. It will be now interesting. Wait, uh, Asa Hutchinson, they're the first to just critically work, just invoke work. Trump. <laughs> they now are going to, in oh the next section, talk specifically about Trump's now forthcoming. Can okay, Jesus Christ. In criminal trials. All right. Some, All right. I'm guessing, will sort of say, hey, you know. Okay, I don't, can we get, yeah, let's mute. Very good, okay. Man, that took all day for the pause, but I don't know what the hell's going on. Okay, let me uh, read some of these super chats. We're taking them through Streamlabs, link in the description. We're also taking them through Entropy, link in the description. And we're also taking Rumble Rants on Rumble, which are uh, uh, read relatively immediately because uh, there's not an archive, as far as I'm aware. Um, also, again, we are 15 away from 125. Uh, subscribers between Subscribestar, Rumble, and the Soft Gentleman's Bathhouse on YouTube. When we hit the 125, the Soft Gentleman will release a book to the audience for free called What a Bigot Would Say. I'm not going to get into the whole spiel again. I already did that previously. Um, but if so, if that interests you, check out uh, Subscribestar.com slash hard dash bastard. Link in the description or uh, the link to Rumble and also... Um, the Soft Gentleman's Bathhouse, which is the Soft Gentleman YouTube channel. All right, Entropy, Horatio Nelson says, uh, Link without Pac-Man. All right, thank you for that. Pac-Man usually shuts the fuck up, um, but uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I think we're about, about halfway done, would you say? I don't know, maybe 75% maybe of the way done. Um, Vivek is definitely uh, winning. Uh, I think he's he's got this... Um, DeSantis has been like, I give him like a C minus. He's had a couple decent uh, points, but again, he's just, he's a hostage. He, he, he looks like a hostage to me. Um, okay, let's go to uh, Streamlabs. I'll let this load up. It is uh, the 23rd of August. Okay, here we go. Still loading. Here we go. Okay, here it is. Uh, where did we leave off? We did that one. Um, Nino Tenari says, Hard bastard, if you need representation for meth charges, please engage the best in Philadelphia. Nino Tenari, we will fight for you. Meth is a hell of a drug. Ask James. Yeah, that's... Uh, all right, well, I appreciate that. I uh, I don't think I'll, I'll need that, but... Uh, is that so... There, 
what about like uh, weed or other things? Just meth? You just cover? Is meth uh, uh, that much of an issue where like you can just focus on meth defenses? That's a hell of a thing if that's the case. Yeah, I've never done meth. Uh, I'm told that Adderall is similar. I have done Adderall, and that's a hell of a thing. That is, uh, that's an incredible drug. That is, man, wish I could get it, but I can't. What are you going to do? I, I was able to get it a long time ago, and man, that was probably for the better that I can't get a hold of it because, uh, man, it just, it, the most menial task suddenly becomes glorious. It just makes you want to, like, if you don't want to, like, you know, clean your apartment, you take half an Adderall. At least me, I'm only speaking for myself. I take half an Adderall, and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to do this. This is going to be awesome. Anyway. Um, thank you, sir. Shout out to uh, Philly. YGGS Gallup says, all the Republicans are so fucking boring and run-of-the-mill. They really are. They really are. Pazinski says, do you think Vivek likes America? And I'm quoting on this one. Well, I'm quoting on all of them, but specifically I want to point out I'm quoting here. <clears throat> do you think Vivek likes America because he envisions a future where his lineage and future Indians who migrate to the U.S. can poo in the loo? Also, nigger, kike, faggot, unquote. Again, I'm quoting. <clears throat> um, well, yeah, that's, uh, that's a good question. I don't know. You know, is Vivek like... It's very revealing to me if you can laugh at yourself. So I wonder, can Vivek laugh at himself? Would Is Vivek offended by the poo and the loo jokes? Or is he telling the poo and the loo jokes? I don't know. <clears throat> now we have a person who calls themselves Random Nigga. And he says, quote, HB Shit. I have to uh, read this exactly as it's written. Because to editorialize a person's super chat is a rank act of bigotry. So I have to read it exactly as it's written. <clears throat> Quote, HB Sheet, when eyes be watching Chew, use be reminding me of my nigga Shifty. He a good nigga. He be in jail to stealing his him's grandmom's pension and buying crack from an undercover hooker. Oh, he be in... Oh, excuse me. I said two. It's foe. He be in jail foe stealing him's grandmom's pension and buying crack from an undercover hooker. Well, you belong in jail. You're stealing from your grandmother? You got to go to jail. That's outrageous. He be out in about four to nine. So pour one out for my nigga Shifty and his ass. Let me pause this. All right, well, they pour one out if you want to for Shifty. I, I would argue Shifty belongs in jail. You're stealing from your grandma. That's no good. To buy crack? Come on. Fragging Bash says the same sort of crowd booed Trump in 2015. His answer was those are all their donors. Looks like nothing's changed. Yeah, that was a great moment, too. I remember that. That was fantastic. Um, you know, it, it's probably a stressful situation to have a whole crowd boo you and to, like, kind of take control of it and to call out the people booing. That's very good. That is very good. David Pakman says, and I quote, And now our new sponsor, when you go to the bathhouse, are you sick of the regular taste of semen? Well, our new semen flavor enhancers taste the semen rainbow. Uh, simply jam the flavor enhancer up your ass. With our variety of flavors from grape to soy. Oh, that sounds like a hell of a product. That soft gentleman, I think, would probably be very interested in that. All right, well, thank you, David Pakman, for telling us about your uh, new 
sponsor at uh, Semen Flavor Enhancers. So again, if you're not clear, David Packman has a new sponsor, uh, uh, Semen Flavor Enhancers. That's a, something like that's got to be true. All right, let's get back to this. Would, look, here's the, here's the bottom line. Someone's got to stop normalizing this conduct. Okay? Now, and now whether or not, whether or not you believe that the criminal charges are right or wrong, the conduct is beneath the office of... Defending yourself is not beneath anything. It is a righteous and moral thing to do. Go fuck yourself, Chris. President of the United States. I'll say. And, and, Good, keep going. You know, this fucking fat this is the great thing about this country. Booing is allowed, but it doesn't change the truth. It doesn't change the truth. They're booing you because you're a bitch. I'd like to okay. get in and respond. Let's just speak the truth, okay? President Trump, I believe, was the best president of the 21st century. <laughs> and Chris Christie, honest to God, there your claim go. that Donald Trump is motivated by vengeance and grievance Lunatic. would be a lot more credible if your entire campaign were not based on vengeance and grievance <laughs> against one man. Donald Trump without an iota of vision for this country. They could just change the channel to MSNBC right now. Wow. But I'm not running for president of MSNBC. I am running for president of the United States. We're skating on thin ice and we cannot set a precedent wow. where the party in power uses police force to indict its political opponents. It no is evidence. wrong. We have to end David Fagman is saying that there is no evidence of that. The evidence for that would be the candidate being indicted, which he's been indicted four times. And Fagman is saying there's no evidence of that. Amazing. You make me laugh because Go you, said, you, sit, you sit here in an answer. You sit here in an answer. Oh, my God. Now that's really good booing there. Beating him alive. They are booing the shit out of Christie. You can't even speak. You sit here and answer. Go ahead, Governor Christie. He's, he's, he's cracking. The hog is cracking. They're booing him off. Well, so listen. And now the fucking moderators have to step in. This is a good crowd. I thought it was a bad crowd. It apparently is a good one. The more time we spend doing this, the less time they can Shut talk. the fuck up, Brett. Talk about issues you want to talk about. Eat it, dick. So let's just get through this section. Shut the fuck up. Governor Christie. You, you sit here talking about how you want to stand up for the rule of law. Yes. And law and order. And the fact is that it can't be selective. In your book, you had much different things to say about Donald Trump than you're saying here tonight. That's and, not true. Well, it is very true. That is not it's true. It's very true. I read it, because and I know. There's a difference between look, bad behavior and illegal behavior, way, Chris. And you, as a prosecutor, way, should know. Yeah, better. yeah I, you know what? I know a lot There's better. There's a difference between I bad know, behavior. And I know a lot better than you do. You've never done it like you've never done anything to try to advance the interests of this government, except to put yourself forward as a candidate tonight. 
And here's the thing. We stood up for law and order. I did it as U.S. attorney. I did it as governor. And I am not going to bow to anyone when we have a president of the United States who disrespects the Constitution. He said... He said, he said, Martha, it's important to say that the president said, Donald Trump said, it's okay to suspend the Constitution. Now, the oath you take is to preserve. When the fuck did he say that? Serve, protect, and defend, not suspend. What the fuck is he talking about? We'll always stand up for our constitution, regardless of the political pressure. We have another question for you. We're going to get everyone wow. in on this issue, but I have wow. another question. I have another question. Hold on, you will. All right, so President Trump's former vice president is on this stage tonight. He has faced hecklers on the campaign trail over his actions on January the 6th. Here we go. On that day, the vice president moved forward with the certification of the election. So do you believe that Mike Pence did the right thing, Senator Scott. Do you believe he did the right thing? Absolutely, he did the right thing. Number one. Number two. Disqualifying. We should be, we should be asking ourselves a bigger question about the weaponization of the Department of Justice. When I'm president, the first thing I'll do is fire Merrick Garland. Yeah. Second thing I'll do. Yeah fire Christopher Ray yeah, because yeah. we need Lady Justice to wear a blindfold. Without that, no one has confidence in our justice system. 17% of Republicans have confidence in our Department of Justice. Here's why. We keep seeing not only the weaponization of the Department of Justice against political opponents, but also against parents who show up at school board meetings. Oh, They're called, under this deal, Jay, they're called domestic terrorists. Firing Christopher but, but, but that's okay. not, but that's shut not down the FBI. Mr. Actually, correct. To get it right. Vivek comes in saying that you have to shut down the FBI. Great answer. Let me finish my comments. Yes. Not only that, in addition to that, we see the SWAT team show up at pro-life activist homes with guns drawn because this DOJ uses their power, uses their authority, not just against political opponents, but against conservatives and conservative causes. It is time for a change in America. And I will bring that change to the greatest nation on God's Martha, green earth. Martha, we have an important but Governor DeSantis, do you believe that Mike Pence did the right thing on January 6th? So here's what we need to do. We need to end the weaponization of these federal agents. So that's a dodge. I want someone to say, no, he didn't do the right thing. I will do that. That's not the question. I I know, but here's the thing. This election is not about January 6th of 2021. It's about January 20th of 2025, when the next president is going to take office. I know what the Democrats would like to do. They want to talk about all these other issues, but we've got to focus on your future. We've got to focus on reversing the decline of our country. I learned in the military, I was assigned uh, with U.S. Navy SEALs in Iraq, that you focus on the mission above all else. You can't get distracted. So Republicans, we've got to look forward and we've got to make sure Vice, that we're bringing the answer. message that can win right. in Vice November 2021. Did not answer the question. Did not answer the question. Vice President Pence, what do you think is to support and defend the Constitution of the United States? I think, I, I think the American people deserve to know whether everyone on this stage agrees 
that I kept my oath to the Constitution yep. that day. There's no you broke it. You broke it. You're a traitor. You allowed them to steal an election. Answer the question. I've, I've answered this before. So yes. No. Why are we? He, Mike. Mike did his duty. I got no beef with him. But here's the thing: Is this what we're going to be focusing on I'm relieved. going we forward? Hold. The yeah. rehashing of this? I'll yes. tell you. Governor the DeSantis. Democrats would love that, we and they spent, will win oh, if we Governor let them get away with it. I'm not letting Biden hang out in the basement. So part of this is they're trying to get everyone to bend the knee to the narrative. So while I would have preferred DeSantis to say Mike Pence did not do the right thing, um, this is at least better than saying yes. It is a dodge, I will give you that. But he is trying to take control of the situation and stop the, uh, the you know, knee bending to the narrative. These people are dangerously insane. Yeah, dangerously insane. I, I can't believe they have a problem with, you know, Democrats imprisoning Republicans over non-crimes. Former President Trump is beating you by 30, 40 points in many polls. So it is a factor in the GOP primary. Governor right. Hutchison, you did, did not raise your hand. I did not raise my hand because there's an important issue we as a party have to face. And over a year ago, I said that Donald Trump was morally disqualified from being president again. What the fuck does that even mean? As a result of what happened on January 6th. More people are understanding the importance of that, including conservative legal scholars. Get who the say fuck out of here. As he may be disqualified <laughs> under the 14th <laughs> Amendment from being president again. True. As a result of the insurrection. There was no insurre insurrection. This is something that could disqualify him. Oh, a totally made up thing could disqualify Trump? Amazing. Under our rules and under the Constitution. You don't want and to so hear facts. Obviously, I'm it's not, not a fact, homo. I'm not going to support somebody who's been convicted of a serious felony or who... Bitch, no one gives a fuck who or what you support. You're a complete non-factor. Who has this is disqualified under our constitution, and that's consistent with RNC. And you used to run the DEA? Well, you're probably a kid fucker then. He rules, and I hope everybody would right. agree with me. Right. Right. Yeah, we're going to move on. Martha, can I answer the question? Can I get in on it? Okay, that? I'd like to answer Chris, who cares what you have to say? You no, are go to Roy Rogers. Vice President okay. Pence. All right, I'd like to answer the question go you ahead. asked and not give a pre canned speech. Mike Pence stood for the Constitution. No, he didn't. It is the complete opposite. And he deserves not grudging credit. He deserves to be in jail. He deserves our thanks as Americans. Fuck you. Fuck you. For putting his oath of office and the Constitution <laughs> of the United States before personal, political, and unfair pressure. And the argument that we need to have in this party before we can move on to the issues that Ron talked about is we have to dispense with the person who said that we need to suspend the con. And this is also when he says dispense with the person, he's talking about also dispensing with all of us, too. Constitution Make no to mistake. put forward his political career. Mike Pence said no, and he deserves credit for it. Okay. did the right thing that day or not? I do think that Vice President Pence did the right thing, and I do think that we need to give him credit for that. But what I will also tell you is, look, I mean, 
When it comes to whether President Trump should serve or not, I trust the American people. Let them here, vote. Here. Let them decide. Here, but what here. they will tell you is that it is time for a new generational conservative leader. Younger we have person. to look at the fact that three quarters of Americans don't want a rematch between Trump and Biden. And we have to face the fact that Trump is the most disliked politician in America. We lie. can't win a That's general a election that way. Happy to answer the question. Mike Pence did the right thing on January 6th. But I want to say you started off the top of this hour saying we're going to talk about China, Ukraine, education. We are. China is the number one threat to our country. (laughs) And every minute that these eight candidates spend talking about the past instead about the future is time that is just the, the, you know who loves it? Biden loves it, but China loves it when we're talking about the past. Okay. As promised, we were going to spend a few questions on it, let people say what they wanted to say. And now, indeed, we are moving on to the subject. The U.S. has committed nearly 77. Can I speak on this issue? I was. You did answer. You did say something. Yeah, yeah. I thought we thought you were done, but uh, you no, please. I wasn't done. Well, Mike, why don't you say this? Join me yeah. in making a commitment well that on day one you would pardon Donald Trump. I'm the only candidate on the stage who oh, had the boy. courage to actually say good, good that we move the nation forward I don't know and turn the page forward. That That's exactly Trump right. Will be convicted of these crimes. You should make, be able to make a commitment. The same oh. justice system that was this fact, corrupt. The difference between you and, and me. Yeah, I'm not a professional politician. That's I've the difference. Actually, who can answer uh, a question? I've actually given pardons when I was governor of state of Indiana. It usually follows a finding of guilt and contrition by the individual that's been convicted. So, we'll look, we'll, if I'm president in the United yeah, States, no we'll give fair consideration any pardon request. But if no I may, <laughs> if I may, you know, it's not about looking back at, at January 2021. It's about January 20th, 2017. I put my left hand on Ronald Reagan's Bible. I raised my right hand and I took an oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States. And it ended with a prayer, so help me God. Dude, he's the worst. It was a promise that I Mike made to the Pence American the people. Worst. But I also made it, it made it to my Heavenly Father. <laughs> Every day for four years, I sought to Bro. keep that oath. And I wish God would just be like, all right, I've had, I've had enough of this bullshit. You keep invoking me. You're going to hell right now. Everyone on this I know sta- I'm supposed to wait, you know, but not, you're, go, you're going right now. Age needs to make it clear whether or not they'll do the same if they earn this job and the confidence of the American people. Now look, I've made it clear. I, I had hoped that the issues surrounding the 2020 election and the controversies around January 6th had not come to this, had not come to criminal proceedings. I would rather they had been resolved by the American people and the American people alone. But no one's above the law. And President Trump is entitled to the presumption of innocence that every American is entitled to. And we will make sure and extend that to him. But the American people deserve to know that the president asked me in his request that I reject or return votes unilaterally, power that no vice president in American history had ever exercised or taken. Blatant lie, blatant lie. They changed it and made it where he they can't do it anymore, meaning that he could have done it. So blatant lie. He asked me to put him over the Constitution. Blatant right. lie. And uh, I chose the Constitution. And no, you didn't, liar. I always will. I had no Vice right to overturn Pence. the election, and Kamala Harris will have no right to overturn the election. Well, that's We're- because you changed it. 
Can we beat them in 2024? Thank you, Vice President Pence. Wow. Now we are moving on to other issues. The U.S. has committed nearly $77 billion in aid to the Ukraine war. The administration is now asking Congress for $24 billion more. Regardless of that, the specific specifics of that plan, is there anyone on stage who would not support the increase of more funding to Ukraine? Yes, we Vivek. Yes, hey, DeSantis raised his hand too, but Vivek straight up raising his hand, good for you. I mean, I would have Europe step up and do their job. Mr. Ramaswamy, but you're saying you would not too, Governor DeSantis? I will have Europe pull their weight. Uh, right would, now, they're not doing that, not and I think we need to do, and I think our support should be contingent on them doing it. And I would have support in China uh, to be able to take uh, to be able to take China um, and do what we it's need. It's a weak to- answer. It's better than nothing, but it's a weak answer. To do with China, Mr. Ramaswamy, you would not support an increase of funding to Ukraine. I would not, you and I think that this is land. disastrous. That we are protecting against an invasion across somebody else's border when we should use those same military resources to prevent across the invasion of our own southern border Correct. here in the United States. Great answer. We are driving Russia further. In- it's actually not clear that it's legal to use the military. Suck a cock, David. In that sort of law enforcement Suck way, it's cock. actually legally quite controversial. Suck professional politicians on the stage that will make a pilgrimage to Kiev, to their Pope Zelensky, without doing nice. the same thing for people in Maui yes. or the south side of Chicago Correct. or Kensington. Okay. Correct. I think that we have to put oh, the interests of Americans Me first. Yes. Secure our own He's border. killing it. He's really doing a good job. Instead of somebody else's. He was referring. And the reality is, this is also how we project okay. strength and by making America strong at home. Thank you. All right. We, we heard the names. Let's, Governor Christie first. All right. Yeah. Look. I did go to Ukraine, and I went to Ukraine because I wanted to see for myself what Vladimir Putin's army was doing to the free Ukrainian oh. people. <laughs> and let me tell you, I want you all to look around this arena tonight and imagine that every one of these seats was filled. And if every one of them was filled, there would still be 2,500 more children outside to make over 20,000 who have been abducted, stolen, ripped from their mothers and fathers, and brought back to Russia to be programmed to fight their own families. They have gouged out people's eyes, cut off their ears, and shot people in the back of the head, men, and then got- Were they also throwing babies uh, out of the nursery in the hospital, Chris? Into those homes and raped the, the daughters and the wives who were left as widows and orphans. This is, this is- He can't even deliver his fucking propaganda properly. The Vladimir Putin, this is the Vladimir Putin who Donald Trump called brilliant and a genius. <laughs> if we don't stand up against this type True. of Amazing. autocratic killing we in the world, to we will, will be next. You were mentioned. Vice President Pence was mentioned. You get 30 seconds. Yeah, well, let me let me be clear. Anybody that thinks that we can't solve the problems here in the United States and be the leader of the free world has a pretty small view of the greatest nation on earth. That is incorrect. We can do both, Vivek. We've done both. You already gave him enough money, fucker. 
We've been the leader of the free world and the arsenal of democracy for years. The Reagan doctrine years ago made it clear. We said, if you're willing to fight the communists on your soil, we'll give you the means to fight them there so our troops don't have to fight them. Vivek, if we do the giveaway that you want to give to Putin to give him his land, True. it's not going to be too long before he rolls across he a NATO it. border. Yeah, he's going to be like Hitler. Take and frankly, over our men and women of our armed forces are going to have to go and fight him. I want to let the Ukrainians fight and drive Putin and the Russians back out new, into I, Russia. I, I want to just briefly address Pence, that Vice fight. President Pence. I have a newsflash. The USSR does not exist anymore. It fell back in 1990. Did I say the real USSR? threat. You talked about the communists. And the real communists that we have to address right now is the... Do you have any idea what I, Vladimir I you, Putin's aims you, are? You already spoke. Now I actually have something Vladimir to say. Vladimir Putin seconds. has been saying he wants to reestablish the old you, Soviet sphere You've made of your influence. point, Vice President. Vice President Pence. I'm sorry if I insulted him by calling him a communist. He is a dictator and a murderer. And the United States of America needs to stand against authoritarianism. The real threat we face today is communist China. And we are driving Russia further into China's arms. The Russia-China military alliance is the single greatest threat we face. Okay. Nobody in either political party is talking about it. And I am the, I am the only non-neocon on this stage. Keep us out of Mr. Vice President, we can't hear Mr. Vice President to give Russia everything they've got. Mr. Vice President, give them a promise that Ukraine will never be in NATO. And then somehow China will not think about taking Taiwan. We achieve peace. I think I hate Mike Pence about almost as much as I hate Joe Biden. He's really the worst. I fucking hate this guy. He's the worst. He's really the worst. Okay, here we go. I think we need to when, establish some ground rules When here, we folks. hear this bell, yes. that, that means your time's done. <laughs> so, Mr. Vice President, we appreciate your aggressiveness here. This is a bonkers debate. It's just absurd. You were mentioned, you get 30 seconds. So the reality is that today, today, Ukraine is not a priority for the United States of America. And I think that the same people who took us into the Iraq war, the same people who took us into the Vietnam war, you cannot end it. You cannot start another no win war. And I do not want to get to the point where we're sending our military resources abroad when we could be better using them here at home to protect our own borders, protect the homeland. All right. That will be my top priority for the policy. I think we gave you more than, than the 30 homeland. seconds in the revise. So I do okay. want to get to some other people because everybody, uh, we, we respect everybody's time here. Can so. anyone talk? Governor Haley, um, you did not raise your hand, meaning that you would support more funding for the Ukraine war. You have uh, said of Governor DeSantis that um, you didn't appreciate it when he initially called it a territorial dispute. Why? First of all, the American president needs to have moral clarity. They need to know the difference between right and wrong. They need to know the difference between good and evil. Right. When you look at the situation with Russia and Ukraine, here you have a pro-American country that was invaded by a thug. So when you want to talk about what has been given to Ukraine, less than three and a half percent 
of our defense budget has been given to Ukraine. If you look at the percentages per GDP, 11 of the European countries have given more than the U.S. But what's really important is go back to when China and Russia held hands, shook hands before the Olympics and named themselves unlimited partners. A win for Russia is a win for China. We have to know that Ukraine is the first line of defense for us. And the problem that Vivek doesn't understand is he wants to hand Ukraine to Russia. He wants to let China eat Taiwan. He wants to go and stop funding Israel. You don't do that to friends. What you do instead is you have the backs of your friends. Ukraine is a front line of defense. Putin has said if Russia, once Russia takes Ukraine, Poland and the Baltics are next. That's a world war. We're trying to prevent war. Look at what Putin did today. He killed Pergozin. When I was at the UN, the Russian ambassador suddenly died. This guy is a murderer, and you are choosing a murderer over, over a pro American. She's right. She's right. First of all, first of all, first of all, Mr. you have 30 seconds, Mr. DeSantis. You know, Nikki, DeSantis, I wish you well in your future career on the boards of Lockheed and Raytheon. You know, I'm not on but the, the fact of the matter, and you know, Boeing you came off of it, but you've been pushing this lie. This you've been pushing this lie want, all week, Nikki. You want Nikki. to go and defund Israel? This, you want to okay, let me address that. China? I'm glad you, you brought that up. I'm going to address each of those right now. This is on fire. There you have it. So the reality is, let's say you have no foreign policy experience, and it shows. And you know what? The the foreign policy experience that you all have shows. Nikki Haley's on fire. Nikki Haley's like yelling and shit. Our relationship with Israel will never be stronger than by the end of my first term. But it's not a client relationship. It is. There's never been a better time to get away with a great. What the heck's going on? Deal on the Hyundai you always wanted. Is that hit? That's David. So I will lead Abraham Accords 2.0. I will partner with Israel to make sure Iran never is nuclear armed. But you know what I love about Israel? And I've been there probably in the last 10 years more than most people on this stage. You know what I love about them? I love their border policies. I love their tough on crime policies. I love that they have a national identity and an iron dome to protect their homeland. And so, yes, I want to learn from the friends that we're supporting. And what puzzles no, me is, no, I want to learn from those and apply you, those to protect our homeland, Nikki. Israel that needs is the America. America needs on? Israel. Okay, are- Bitch, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Just be honest. You know, it's like uh, you, you got a guy, let's say... You know, you're helping him out, and uh, and you have no problem helping him out. Let's say you make a, a lot of money, and you got this guy, and he's like a nice guy. And, you know, he's, and you help him out, and you gave him a bunch of stuff, and then, you know, he comes back, and you keep giving him stuff, and it's like not a big deal. It's like, okay, cool. But then if the guy starts acting like an asshole and being like, hey, you better give me money this week, it's like, yeah, I was going to give you money this week. Well, you better give it to me. You know, I'm your best neighbor. I mean, you're a decent neighbor. I don't know if you're my best neighbor. What would you do without me? What do you mean, what would I do without you? I've given you almost everything you have. What are you you talking about? Just be normal. Can't you just be appreciative and normal and stop acting like such fucking assholes? That's really all I'm asking. Just don't act like such fucking assholes. Stop trying to censor people. Okay? If people want to criticize Israel, who cares? Either make arguments or shut the fuck up. Why do you have to debank them? It's just really... It's just so... uh, it's unseemly, is what it is. It's just really, just they act like such fucking assholes. It's really a hell of a thing. Anyway, all right, there you go.
Governor DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, you were mentioned at the territorial dispute. Not only... Uh, no, it's not a territorial dispute either. President of the United States, your first obligation is to defend our country and its people. Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. He, there's got to be a but Israel coming. This is Ron DeSantis after all. Means you're sending all this money, but you're not doing what we need to do to secure our own border. We have tens of thousands oh, wow. of people we can who are being killed because what well, we're not handling both. And, and so I am going to... This is a question related to Israel. Ron might get in a little trouble here. Man. Nikki's making it clear who is Israel's number one cum slut, and that's her. She's making that very clear. See, I'm, I'm not going to send troops to Ukraine, but I am going to send them to our southern border. When these drug pushers are bringing fentanyl across the border, that's going to be the last thing they do. We're going to use force and we're going to leave them stone cold okay. dead. We're, we're actually going to move on to China. We're going to talk about China. Okay. The Governor Burgum. China has the biggest navy in the world, the biggest army in the world. Now they have warships, warships off the coast of Alaska. They are threatening Taiwan. In coming years, China will have 1,500 nuclear warheads, it's believed. The U.S. just arrested two sailors accused of spying for China within our military. So the question is, how would you deter China as a president, Bergen? Well. This is the number one issue we're facing, and of course we haven't been talking about it, and we act like that letting Russia win in the Ukraine uh, is like a gimme as opposed the to Ukraine. a gift to Here China. Russia has become China's gas station, but how would we do it? Uh, the Biden administration is a complete fail. China imports 10 million barrels of oil a day, more than any other country in the world. They do not even have all the food they need to feed everybody in that country. So they don't have energy security or food security. But the Biden administration sends Blinken, Yellen uh, over there. Uh, they, they're, they're over there. Trying, they don't even bring up energy because they're too busy trying to kill the U.S. energy here. And what we need to do is not meetings, not press releases, uh, because something that would send a lot more than a press release is actually harpoon missiles. We need anti-ship missiles on Taiwan. The way that you have a war never start, which is the goal, the way you have peace through strength, is that you actually have strength. You actually have deterrence. Sure. And what we have in, in, in what we've got going on in Ukraine is an example of when deterrence fail. What, we, what is an example there of Biden's disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan? The fact that he green-lighted Putin moving into Ukraine, and then now they see weakness, and when they see weakness, they make a move. And we have to be strong, and we have to be strong both in Ukraine and we can solve the southern border. Absolutely, we can do that because guess what? There's only 19,855 authorized people for the border patrol, but they're not all staff because the Biden administration doesn't enforce law enforcement. But Biden administration wanted to put 87,000 people in the IRS as opposed to giving the money in this fort we need to our own border patrol. Okay. Senator Scott on China, that same question. And I speak about China. Let's, let's fire the 87,000 IRS agents and hire or double the number of... Remember, most of those 87,000 haven't even been hired yet. It's a 10-year plan to replace retiring agents. This is so bonkers. It's just meaningless. I hope you get audited, fucker. Is our southern border. And you take another booster. It has led to the death of 70,000 Americans because of fentanyl. 
plus six million illegal crossings since President Biden has taken office and 200 people on our national security watch list have been caught at our border. How many have not been caught at our southern border? If we just spend 10 billion. Hey, by the way, some people are telling me viral social media sensation Curtis Newbill is telling me to shut up in my stream. I don't know who the hell you are, dude. But I'll talk if I want to. By the way, you're probably a perfectly nice guy. I, I, nice to meet you if you're actually here. I'm just kidding around. You, you sound like a really nice guy. Who are the priority of this government and as the next president of the United States, I will make that border wall complete. Thank there you. are many I more questions on China. Say, I do want to ask say, about I want to say I couldn't agree more. It's not just the 70,000 for fentanyl. We've lost 200,000 people to overdoses since Biden took office. That's 300 people a day. We're taking mass casualties and those aren't that's a statistic, but these are sons and daughters, nieces and nephews that we're losing. We've got North Dakota troops down there flying night helicopter missions from San Diego to the Gulf Coast trying to stop these transnational criminal organizations. They've got better funding on their side than we got on our side. Speaking of which, Governor Hutchinson, speaking of which, images from earlier this month, Governor Hutchinson, Vice President Pence, images from earlier this month, Vice President Pence, it really doesn't help. I'm asking a question. Earlier this month, images showed suspected cartel members crossing into Texas with rifles. Do you consider this an invasion? Would you authorize lethal force along that border? There would be lethal force used by the Border Patrol law enforcement as needed to protect the border. Absolutely. When you look at the military, the military has to be used for intelligence gathering purposes. This is not unusual. Whenever I was in the Bush administration, we went down there and met with President Vicente Fox of Mexico Vincente. and asked his help in going after the cartels. Vinny. And he looked at me and said, they're a problem to us as well. And so we joined together and we took down the Ariana Felix brothers leading the Tijuana cartel. Tia and that Juana. made a difference. Ramon was shot and killed. Also known as Aunt Juana. Cooperation makes a difference. We cannot be successful going against the cartel Tijuana. unless we bring in Mexico as a partner. We have to use economic pressure to accomplish that. President Obrador has not been helpful, and we have to use economic pressure that this administration is not using. The rule of law has to matter on both sides of it. Okay. This is critical. I've done it. We know what needs to be done. The military has to be limited in its use. When after 9-11, we had the global war on terror, and guess what? We protected the border at the same time. You can do both. Okay, uh, let's go to Governor DeSantis. So as president, would you support sending U.S. special forces over the border into Mexico to take out fentanyl labs, to take out drug cartel operations? Would you support that kind of American military use? Yes, and I will do it on day one. Here's the thing. The cartels are killing tens of thousands of our fellow citizens. You want to talk about a country in decline? You have the cartels controlling a lot of part of your southern border. We have to reestablish the rule of law, and we have to defend our people. 
The president of the United States has got to use all available powers as commander in chief to protect our country and to protect the people. So when they're coming across, yes, we're going to use lethal force. Yes, we reserve the right to operate. How many more tens of thousands are we going to let to die? I am sick. I've met angel moms throughout this country. I met a lady in, in Texas named Tracy and her son took one Percocet that was laced with fentanyl, immediately died. That is happening all across this country because of the poison that they are bringing in. So as president, would I use force? Would I treat them as foreign terrorist organizations? You're darn right I would. You know, Vice President Pence. Right. Vice President Pence, why would you be better at this issue than Governor DeSantis? Governor DeSantis on the campaign trail refers to your administration as not finishing the wall. Right, right. Look, we secured the southern border of the United States of America and reduced illegal immigration and asylum abuse by 90%. When Joe Biden took over, he threw open the southern border yes. of the United States and the wave of humanity, the wave of fentanyl that's been eloquently described here is, is, a, is a wave of human tragedy across this country. But Martha, you began this evening talking about who is best prepared to be the next president of the United States. And I have to tell you, with all humility, I, I was there when we negotiated uh, through the government shutdown and got the funding available to build the wall. I was negotiating on Capitol Hill around the clock. I negotiated the... Oh, God, not again. You deserve it. That's what you deserve. Another horrifying glitch in this stream. Let's see if we can get it back. We're doing everything we can to bring this to you. Four, and I want to promise you as president of the United States of America, I will engage Mexico the exact same way and we will partner with the Mexican military and we will hunt down and destroy the cartels that are claiming lives in the United States of America. Okay, thank you. Another issue that is related to this is that almost 7 million migrants have crossed this border, our southern border, during the Biden administration. So, Governor Christie, what would you do about the 7 million who are here? How would you handle them? What would you do? Look, Martha, the first thing we need to do is to stop any more from coming. That's the first thing we need to do. Then the next thing we need to do with the folks that are here is to, again, as we've talked about all night tonight, we have to have law and order in this country. We have to enforce the law. And what that means is to make sure that people who come here illegally are not rewarded for being here illegally. We have so many wonderful people from around the world who are waiting in line, following the law, to try to come here and pursue the American dream. And those people are waiting and waiting and waiting because we haven't dealt with the problem of the folks who are here we have to have them detained. We have to make sure that they are not rewarded for having broken the law. And one last thing on this fentanyl issue. With China, we can't take our eye off of that ball. Right. Yes, it's important that we secure the border. Very important, as I just said. But China is sending these chemicals 
to these drug cartels for them to create the fentanyl that is killing hundreds of thousands of our citizens. The Chinese are engaging in an act of war against us, killing our citizens. We better make that priority one in our conversations with China and to try to straighten that relationship out, because if we don't, we're going to lose more and more of our citizens. I just want to clarify, would you send those people back? Of course. You'd have to. We have a lot of issues that Americans care about. Next up, we're going to talk about the crisis in education as millions of American children. Vake look quite aggressive. Never done it before. Taking them. The fact of the matter is. So look, we have a and we have elevated the importance. You don't know on the Internet. All right, here we go. What is going on? That what are stand for you that is at a school for the most extreme Republican. Here we go. Kids at a school for a year, year and a half. That was wrong. We stood up. I took a lot of fire for that. I was uh, I was pilloried by the media, but I stood for our kids. And as president, I'll stand for you and your kids as well. Pillory. But we have to make sure that what our schools are doing is focusing on solid academics. In Florida, we eliminated critical race theory from our K through 12 schools. Was we eliminated gender. Oh, uh, that's a lie, David ideology from our K through 12 schools. And we have elevated the importance of American civics in teaching our kids about the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. As president, I'm going to lead an effort to increase civic understanding and knowledge of our Constitution. We cannot be graduating students that don't have any foundation in what it means to be an American. Mr. Mr. Ramaswamy, hold on, Senator Scott. You've said that the Department of Education, the FBI, the ATF, the Nuclear Regulatory Commission, the IRS, the Department of Commerce, many of these should not exist. <laughs> That's correct. So to the education question, how would you deal with the crisis? So look, we have a crisis of achievement. Let's shut down the head of the snake, the Department of Education. Take that $80 billion, put it in the hands of parents across this country. This is the civil rights issue of our time. Allow any parent to choose where they send their kids to school. End the teachers' unions at the local level to allow public schools to compete. And then revive our national identity where every high school senior should have to pass the same civics test that frankly every immigrant, including my mother, had to pass in order to become a citizen of this country. And the fact of the matter is, look, there's a part of education policy that also rests with the family. I didn't grow up in money, but you know the word privilege gets used a lot? Well, you know what, I did have the ultimate privilege of two parents in the house with a focus on educational achievement. And I want every kid to enjoy that. So part of the problem is we also have a federal government that pays single women more not to have a man in the house than to have a man in the house contributing to an epidemic of fatherlessness. Oh and I think that goes hand in glove with the education crisis as well, because we have to remember education starts with the family and the nuclear family is the greatest form of governance known to mankind. Creepy stuff, truly creepy. David considers it creepy. Amazing. Um, uh, Governor Haley has said Governor Haley has said that biological boys playing in girls sports is the women's issue of our time. <laughs> you said that even though you signed a ban on this in North Dakota, that there hadn't been one instance where it was actually needed. Are you saying that you think that too much is made of this issue? 
No, I'm saying in North Dakota, we made a priority of protecting women's sports, and we've done that uh, in our state. Uh, but I would absolutely do that. But I do think when we start talking about education and we think that we're going to have a federal government one-size-fits-all, we're just completely losing track of the fact that education differs by states. Some some school districts are doing a fantastic job, some less so. But the idea that every school district state and every teacher is somehow indoctrinating people is just false. You know, when I was building a company from scratch, you know, with small town kids, and we went, you know, grew up in a town of 300, but we built a global company in 132 countries with over 100,000 customers. We listened to those customers. We spent time with them. We talked to them. We did that. And as governor, well, education is one of the biggest part of a state budget. So as a governor, I go, I shadow a student. I don't uh, the night before I find out the students that the student finds out I'm going to go to every class with them I don't sit and lecture school districts how to do it I go and see the experience and there's a lot of things that have to change but what needs to change in education is it's innovation we're doing it the same way we did it 50 years ago with innovation not regulation I would get rid of the Department of Education I would give block grants to schools but I'd give them on merit based on who's doing the most innovative I just got done holding the seventh annual governor's conference on innovation education you you should see what the people are doing when you get you cut loose the red tape, get the burden off their back. They care. Teachers in this country, the vast majority of them care about those kids. They're working in low-paying jobs, and they're fighting fighting for those kids and, and their families. Governor Governor Hannah, you said that this is the women's issue so, of our time. First, I'll, I'll tell you, as you know, as a parent, the one thing you want is for your child to have a better life than you did. And we can talk about all of these things, and there's a lot of crazy woke things happening in schools, but we've got to get these kids reading. If a child can't read by third grade, they're four times less likely to graduate high school. So we need to make sure we bring in reading remediation all over this country. We need transparency in the classroom because parents should never have to wonder what's being said or taught to their children in the classroom. Parents need to be deciding which schools their kids go to because they know best. And let's put vocational classes back into the high schools. Let's teach our kids to build things again. When we do that and we allow that innovation, that's when it'll get back. And yes, I will always say I'm going to fight for girls all day long because strong girls become strong women. Strong women become strong leaders. Another, and biological boys don't belong in the locker rooms of any of another, our girls. Another point of education. We're, is going to go uh, to you, Vice President. So this lightning is a lightning round. round of questions. 30-second answers, please. Uh, President Biden will be Dear 82 God. years old on Inauguration Day. Nearly 70% of Americans say that he is too old to serve. Should presidents have to pass a mental and physical test in order to serve oh Vice President Pence? Well, I, it might be a good idea to have everybody in Washington, D.C. pass a mental and <laughs> But, uh, 30 seconds, no. You the American the people can make those judgments. But right let now. me say, I, I'm running for president of the United States because we don't need a president who's too old. And we don't need a president who's too young. We need a president oh. who's been there. Just right. We need a president who knows how Congress works, how the White House works, how states work. And on this education... You were there, Mike. You were there. And you fucked it up, and you turned out to be a traitor. I'll take the young guy, if it was between you and the young guy. I'll take Vivek over you any day.
education issue, Martha. I was fighting against No Child Left Behind when Republicans were doubling the Department of Education. I'll also shut down the Federal Department of Education. And when I was governor, we doubled the size of the largest school choice program in America. And we'll give school choice to every family in America so, when I'm um, in the White House. This is a lightning round, Mr. Ramaswamy. I think you were mentioned there. You're 38. You're the youngest on the stage. You've said, and you just said, you want a civics test or public service for those under 25 to be able to vote. So the question is, do you want a mental acuity test for presidents over 75? I believe in the people of this country to tell the difference between somebody who's an automaton and somebody who's actually a thinking agent in the White House, which we don't have in there today. And I will tell you, I want to address Vice President Pence's comment. I think we do need somebody of a different generation to lead this nation forward. Look at the way I've run this campaign. Going to the south side of Chicago, to Kensington, in the middle of Philadelphia, where traditional Republican candidates don't go. We have an opportunity to build a multi-ethnic, working-class majority to deliver a landslide. And I think I'm the only candidate in this race, young or old, black or white, to bring all of those voters along to deliver a Reagan 1980 revolution. Same, We're going to do it in 2024. Same question. In a presidential election until okay. well, I, I will answer that. This I will answer seconds. that. Yes. 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Quick answer. You guys no, 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 uh, on education, first of all, look at Arkansas. We have to compete with China. I built computer science education. We led the nation in computer science education, going from 1,100 students to 23,000 students taking it. This is how you compete with China. As president of the United States, I will make sure we go from 51% of our schools offering computer science to every school in rural areas and urban areas offering computer science for the benefit of our kids, and we can compete with China in terms okay. of technology. Thank you, Biden, sir. Bi President this is going to go to this is, this is coming to you. Um, I, I, we're trying to do a, a quick round of different topics here. So, w Senator Scott, faith is on decline in this country. You talked about it a little bit before tonight. So, is there a role for a president of the United States in changing that? What would you do to change that? Well, our nation was founded upon the Judeo-Christian values that has made this the greatest nation on God's green earth. I'm a big believer in Ephesians 3.20 that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or imagine. Our responsibility should be to model the behavior we want others to follow. On education, the only way we change education in this nation is to break the backs of the teachers' unions. They are standing in the doorhouse of our kids locking them into failing schools and locking them out of the greatest future they could have. As president, Governor DeSantis, would you support some mandatory military service for all Americans? I think it should be voluntary. I'm somebody that volunteered to serve, inspired by September 11th, and I deployed to Iraq uh, alongside U.S. Navy SEALs in places like Fallujah, Ramadi. And it's uh, something that I think has taught me, you know, when you go in that, that type of environment, Anything you have, your personal agenda, you check it at the door. You go there and it's about focusing on the mission above all else. And guys come together and they get it done. And that's how I would view being the president of the United States. It's not about me. It's not about all these other side issues. My sole focus will be on your future and reversing this country's decline. Okay, now for something uh, a little, uh, this 
Sports World, and this is for you, Governor Christie. Do you believe that the recent spike in UFO encounters? Oh. <laughs> I get the UFO question. Is, yeah, you do. Come on, there man. We've been hearing a lot of testimony in Congress, and people are taking this a lot more seriously. And we're hearing that, you know, there are things going on that people aren't aware of. So, if you were president, Governor Christie, would you level with the American people about what the government knows about these possible Look, Martha, and especially coming from a woman from New Jersey, I, I think it's horrible that just because I'm from New Jersey, you asked me about unidentified flying objects and Martians. Um, we're different, but we're not that different. Um, look, um, of course, the job of the president of the United States is to level with the American people about everything. The job of the president of the United States is to stand for truth. The job of the President of the United States is to be a role model for our children and our grandchildren. And so whether it was UFOs or this problem of education, and Tim's right, by the way, and I started this in 2010 by going right after the teachers unions in New Jersey and drove them down to an all-time low popularity rating because they were putting themselves before our kids. That is the biggest threat to our country, not UFOs. Okay. Well, coming up, we've got closing arguments. Plus, right after the debate, Hannity is live from the spin room right here in the fire. Uh, PF says, just a few shekels for the tank. Thank you very much. He says, a token of appreciation. You're not our leader. Uh, you're, you're not a leader of the clan, but you host us. We like it. Bless you, HB, and bless the rest of the clan. Wiped or not, we are a solid bunch. Cheers. Absolutely. Shout out to the chat. Sincerely appreciate the support. Happy to uh, to do this. Uh, Ian's Network says, Trump was right to avoid the debate. The audience is stacked to the brim with neocons, cheering boomer bullshit and war hawk saber rattling. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, the bottom line is he, his poll numbers are so high, it's optional for him. I mean, that's really the bottom line. Um, and so, he, yeah, he decided not to do it. And uh, I think Vivek probably, yeah, Vivek, I, I think overall definitely won. Not even probably, I think definitely. Vivek definitely won this debate. Um, he's putting himself, I think, in position to possibly be the VP. I wish Carrie Lake was on that stage. She's not running. I, I would love to see Carrie Lake debate Vivek. I want to see the two of them go at each other. Because she kind of, you know, she's kind of out of the game a bit. And uh, I, I would have liked to have seen that. But, uh, yeah, he, he looks strong. Again, strong possibility. He's just saying what he knows people want to hear. Definitely possible. All right, let's go here. We have um, Dewey C. says, Ancient Chinese curse. May you live in interesting times. Not sure if they said that, but I need this ride to stop or I'm going to puke. Yeah, and unfortunately, it's going to get crazier. It's This is going to be... Totally insane. Hopefully we all survive it. YGGS Gallows says, quote, holy fuck, hang Mike Pence, unquote. <laughs> Man, Pence, he's the worst. He really is the worst. I had no idea he was this bad, like when he was VP. Oh, that was a horrible decision as to have him as VP. That was no good at all. All right. Freshman in high school. My mom, widow of three, went back to work. Every job I had growing up, was one where I took a shower at the end of the day, not at the beginning of the day. 
our, our cities are less safe because of the fentanyl pouring into this country. Our economy is being crushed by Biden's energy policies, which are raising the cost of every product you buy, not just the gasoline at the pump. One thing that I'll do as president, I'll secure the border. I'll get this economy sprinting, not crawling like it is right now. <clears throat> and I would say that other thing is for sure, when I'm on a horseback in the Badlands in North Dakota, it looks like the horizon is just limitless. And when you can almost see beyond that horizon, you can see that this great country, our future is unlimited. But we've got to focus on innovation, not regulation. We've got to cut the red tape. We've got to drive ourselves forward. The way we win the Cold War with China is by growing our economy and through innovation. And as president, I will bring out the best of America. It's I will struggling. improve every American life. Governor well, we Hodges. hope you're back on your horse soon, Governor. <laughs> Governor Hutchinson. Our nation is in trouble. And it's in trouble because of failed leadership. And the solution is not four more years of Joseph Biden. The solution is not four more years of Donald Trump. The solution is new leadership that can bring bold ideas to America and to bring out the best of America. A president's number one responsibility is to bring out the best of our people. That's what Ronald Reagan did. And he did it with optimism and hope for our country, with a consistent conservatism. That's exactly what I bring. As president, I'll bring out the best of America in terms of individual responsibility, building our economy, in terms of securing our border, enforcing the rule of law. I'll bring out the best of America in terms of our national character, our faith, and our hope for the future. Join in this fight, asa2024.com. Thank you. Senator Scott. Thank you. I was a disillusioned young man growing up in a single parent household mired in poverty. I wondered if the American dream was real for a kid like me. I can stand before you today and say the dream is alive, it is well, and it is healthy. I had the good fortune of a mom who works 16 hour days making sure we have food on our tables. She taught me that if you're able bodied in America, you work. If you take out a loan, you pay it back. If you commit a violent crime, you go to jail. And if God made you a man, you play sports against men. Wow, I like this Scott, I'm asking you for your vote. And if you're in Iowa, I'm asking you to caucus for me. You can go to votetimscott.com for more information or to make a contribution. Governor Christie. Thank you, Brett. Thank you, Martha. Look, everybody on this stage wants to be the next president of the United States. And the only way that's going to happen is if we beat Joe Biden. I'm the only one on this stage who's ever beaten a Democratic. Uh, fat slob. You have to beat Trump first. Uh, it, it, they know they know what the gay op is. They know they're just acting as if Trump's going to be taken off the ballot. Incumbent in election. I did it in a deep blue state being outspent three to one. Beating a Democratic incumbent is not easy. The last Democratic incumbent president who was defeated was Jimmy Carter. And he was defeated by a conservative governor from a blue state who knew how to get results, who stood for the truth, who cared about accountability, and stood strong and hard against waste. Those are the very things that I did in my eight years as governor of New Jersey, and it's exactly what I'll do as president of the United States. Believe me. The Democrats want some other nominee who's never beaten the Democratic incumbent. I'm the one who can win this race. And if you give me the chance, 
I will restore our country by winning it. Thank you. Governor Haley. Several weeks ago, I dropped my husband, Michael, a combat veteran from Afghanistan, off at 4 a.m. for another year-long deployment. I watched him and 230 soldiers pick up their two duffel bags of belongings to go to a country they had never been, all in the name of protecting America. If they are willing to protect us from there, we should be willing to fight for America here. I will beat Joe Biden, and he knows that. I will strengthen our economy, and we'll bring this inflation down. Again, or you got to beat Trump first. We will put transparency in the classroom. We will secure our borders. We will have the backs of our law enforcement, and we will make sure we have a strong national security. And once again, we will make sure we have an America that is strong and proud. We have a country to save. Join us. Go to NikkiHaley.com, and let's get it done. Vice President Pence. Thank you, Brad and Martha this evening. It's an honor to be here. Joe Biden has uh, weakened America at home and abroad. The disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan, their war on energy, runaway spending that launched the worst inflation in 40 years, a crisis at our southern border, an assault on our values and liberties, and the American people have had enough. But I know we can bring it back. But different times called for different leadership. The Republican Party owes the American people the choice. Proven leadership at the national level that knows how to move a conservative agenda forward. We proved in the Trump-Pence years you can turn this country around faster than you can imagine. And I have faith we will again. Because I have faith in the American people. The good, decent, hard-working, faith-filled, idealistic people of this country. And I have faith that God is not done with America yet. And if we will renew our faith in one another and renew our faith in him who has ever guided this nation since we arrived on these wilderness shores, I know the best days for the greatest nation on earth are yet to come. Thank you. Mr. Ramaswamy. I was born in 1985, and I grew up into a generation where we were taught to celebrate our diversity and our differences so much that we forgot all of the ways we are really just the same as Americans, bound by a common set of ideals that set this nation into motion in 1776. And this is our moment to revive those common ideals. God is real. There are two genders. Fossil fuels are a requirement for human prosperity. Reverse racism is racism. An open border is not a border. Parents determine the education of their children. The nuclear family is the greatest form of governance known to man. Capitalism lifts us up from poverty. There are three branches of government, not four. And the U.S. Constitution, it is the strongest guarantor of freedom in human history. That is what won us the American Revolution. That is what will win us the revolution of 2024. Thanks for letting me introduce myself tonight. Thank you. Governor DeSantis. Governor? This is our time for choosing. We will send Joe Biden back to his basement and we will reverse the decline of this country. I'm a blue collar kid. I work minimum wage jobs to be able to make ends meet. I understand the importance of the American dream and I know how that slipped away from so many millions of Americans will restore it. I'm a veteran who served in Iraq. I know what it means to put service above self. 
I'm also a dad and a husband to six, five and three year old. I understand the importance of protecting parents' rights and the well-being of our children. In Florida, we showed it could be done. I made promises and I delivered on all of those promises. 2024 is make or break. We're not getting a mulligan, no excuses. I will get the job done. And as your president, I will not let you down. God bless you all. Wow. Well, we want to say thank you. Thank you to all the candidates on the stage tonight. And thank you to Milwaukee. Thank you. All right. So there it is. Uh, if two Supernova One says, I know that Trump's not there on stage, but these people really act like they don't have to overcome Trump's overwhelming in-party advantage. Yeah, and it, it's it's the stupidest possible plan the Republican Party could ever engage in, because uh, it it will completely backfire. Um, many Trump supporters will share the same opinion that I have, which is if they try a gay op, the Republican Party should be completely dismantled. Uh, I will I will absolutely never vote. Uh, for for whoever the fuck they replace Trump with, I, there's no way I'll write Trump in. That's it, and I will I will absolutely register as an independent and be completely done as a Republican. That's and there's a bunch of us that that have that position. So it will be very stupid of them to try to to try to do that, and we'll see. But it does seem like that's the plan. They're acting like that's the plan, and. Uh, who knows? This is going to get crazy. It's going to get crazy. So yeah, overall, I think Vivek did uh, pretty good. DeSantis did like average to below average. Um, and uh, I think for second place, Vivek's the front runner for second place. And um, I think that uh, he says pretty good stuff about Trump. Uh, the whole thing of the Trump's the greatest president of the 21st century or whatever, or or. or whatever he said. And uh, yeah, I think Trump will like that. So that's that. Um, a, a lot from the media, they're going to freak out about the climate change is a hoax line. That was a great line. Um, but uh, of course, they're going to have a huge problem. There's going to be a big narrative from the DeSantis people. I can't believe Tucker Carlson would help Trump like this. I'm looking at Tucker Carlson differently now. Good. Shut the fuck up. Who cares? Who cares? Um, YGGS Gallows says, if I hear about Ronald Reagan one more fucking time, Pence is going to get some swinging partners. It's just the worst. He's the worst. YGGS Gallows also said, California wasn't blue when Reagan was governor, Christy, you fat fucking bovine. Reagan turned it blue when he gave amnesty to infinity Mexicans by signing the Simpson-Mazzoli Act. Fuck these people. Yeah, that was not good. That was, you can't do amnesty. Because that's just like ringing the dinner bell. It's like putting a big sign on the country. Oh, yeah, you can you can sneak in. You can break in, and then we'll let you stay. You can't do that. You just can't do that. Um, but he did it. Anyway, it's a hell of a thing. All right, very good. All right, so that's the coverage of the Trump-Tucker interview, as well as the battle for second place debate. Um so tomorrow, uh, Soft Gentleman will be doing a stream mid-afternoon, and then uh, I'll be doing the regular news stream at 6.30 p.m. Eastern, right tomorrow's Thursday, yeah. 
So we'll be doing that. Thank you for all the people that sent uh, Super Chats and Streamlabs. Uh, sincerely appreciate your uh, support. You can get an archive of this on Rumble, rumble.com slash user slash Hard News Network or Podbean, hardnewsnetwork.podbean.com. Or you can go to um, Twitter, which is at LiveHNN, although I don't think that is going to be for very much longer because there's a lot of censorship. Oh, speaking of which, I'll just mention real quick. Uh, so uh, I shared a comment about a joke from Dave Smith's special. Dave Smith uploaded a 30-minute special. It was way better than I expected. Um, I saw his previous one, Libertas, and it was fine. Like, I, I try to be real. Like, if it was good, I'll say it was good. If it was bad, I'll say it was bad. If it was okay, I'll say it was okay. Libertas was okay, okay? So I was like, it's probably going to be like that. Uh, he, he's a political guy. He he kind of like combines the two, and I think that's good. Um, but I watch him more for his political uh, commentary. Anyway, phenomenal 30 minutes. Phenomenal 30 minutes. Absolute. There are a couple jokes in that that are fantastic. So anyway, one of them, there is a phrase from one of the jokes that I commented on on Twitter. And so I simply referenced the joke on Twitter and I got a, and, I, and it got um, shadow banned and there was a warning that it said that I was engaging in hateful conduct. So apparently on the Elon Musk free speech Twitter site, and I put quotes around the reference uh, to the joke talking about Dave Smith's joke uh, uh, on his special and saying that I liked it, uh, apparently is hateful conduct. That's a hell of a thing right there. That's a hell of a free speech site you got there, Elon Musk. What a free speech guy. You can't even talk about a comedy show. Fucking ridiculous. But anyway, the, my point is the archive is probably not going to be there very much longer because we, you know, we say all the things on this show and uh, it's a hell of a thing. All right, very good. Uh, I will see you guys uh, tomorrow. I am the Hard Bastard. Thank you for watching.